Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's Friday the 7th of October. We're making some noise. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Do my hand in here. Uh, some nice surprises, some nice things, uh, details of my of my one-man show as well, which is coming up as well. And that's going to be taking place in December. Plus, we take all your texts and emails and we just basically go, do you know, it's Friday. We just really want to have a nice time. I've got rock in the studio. No milk, but at least we're getting there slowly but surely. And we've got loads of stories from the newspapers which will bring a smile to your face. All of that and more between now and 7 o'clock this morning. Yes, in case you're a new listener, this does go on till 7 o'clock this morning. And when I say it goes on, it goes on and on and on. But I promise you, you won't want to miss any of it. A lovely way they just sort of peter. We had an orchestra brought in for that yesterday, and they just sort of just sort of gently do it. No, I have got details. I dropped a little hint yesterday that, in fact, uh, on the program today, I'll be telling you about uh, the show, the show, the eagerly anticipated show of Steve Allen. We did these. I forget how many years ago we did them. I think the first one we did was in two thousand and seven, which shows how long ago. Oh, the cups in here actually. It uh, shows how long ago it was. And uh, it, it stems from an idea which came from Nick Ferrari. And the idea was that, you know, because LBC's audience is so loyal, uh, we would take it out on the road. And so Nick went out on the road and, uh, and did his shows. And I didn't think anything about it, actually. And my boss at the time said, he said, have you thought of, of taking, you know, your show out on the road? You're, you're fairly popular. I thought, well, OK. And, um, and so we then had a, a company who put these shows on, and um, and so the first one went on sale. Now, I can't remember, people who've been to them will have to tell you whether or not it's the right one. I think Radlett was the first one. It might not have been the first show we did. So we sort of, we go, have you had a haircut in anticipation of America? They do cut hair over there. You can get it cut probably much cheaper than here as well. It's nice. Look, sorry? They cut here. What, here? No. How much do they charge? No. Five around our way. Five, seriously, it's ridiculous, haircut. I believe Shepherd's Bush and Hounslow, three. Three quid for a haircut. Mind you, everybody goes out looking the same. Yeah, it is a little bit. £12, £15. A friend of mine pays 50 for a haircut. Yeah, seriously, it's a lot. But you always, people always do that. You go on holiday and before you go, you have a haircut for some reason, worrying about whether or not the air crew are going to be going, oh, dear, didn't have a haircut. You know, so you actually get on the plane and you, and you feel a bit better, don't you, having a haircut? So much easier. I do, I, please, honestly, if you paid that much, dear God, somebody's got to notice, haven't they? Did you tip as well? You tipped as well? You didn't. Five pounds? You didn't. Are you serious? Blimey, I tell you, you've got more money than I have. And that's very difficult to believe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> nice haircut. Have a nice holiday. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we, we do these shows. And the first show that we put on sale... Uh, it was only a small theatre. I think it only held, I think, about 300 out at Radlett. I'm pretty certain. Anyway, um, and so... Oh, lovely. Thank you. Very exciting. Uh, sorry, we're a little bit short on the milk in the building at the moment. So anybody listening who's coming in, I bring the milk. Bring the milk. There isn't any. I've scoured every floor, milked every cow on every floor. Nothing. Nothing at all. So anyway, so, uh, so I'm out for lunch with, uh, with the mother of my godchildren. And so she said... Um, Oh, right, so you're doing this show? I said, yeah. She said, right, when does it go on sale? I said, I think it's gone on sale today. And I'd mentioned it on the programme. And then we came out of this pub. We'd had a pub lunch. We came out of the pub, 
And my phone rang, and it was the man who was promoting it. And he said, oh, hi, Steve, it's so-and-so. I said, oh, hi. He said, uh, the, the show that you've done, he said, which you haven't done yet, he said, it's just sold out. I said, sold out? He said, yeah. I thought, blimey, that's a bit exciting. I was quite, I was quite, I said, I was a bit taken aback. Because you would be, wouldn't you? When you've, you've, you've booked a show, we didn't have a show. We sort of did it on spec and on ad hoc, and it kind of, it, it sort of worked for us. It was the kind of thing that you would expect if you were a listener to the programme. And so uh, I went, OK, fine. And so it had sold out in about four hours, which I thought was a record, until we got to the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch, where I think we sold out in 30 minutes. Literally, the phones were... Ri- I know it sounds ridiculous. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why, please. But the, the phones were ringing off the hook. Uh, Jan at the theatre said it's the fastest selling show that they've ever had. People were queuing at the box office. People were queuing at the box office. And we had it the same at all the other theatres. We sold out really fast because the LBC audience is very loyal and it's, it's, a sort of, it's, a, it's a rite of passage. And so we did probably all in all about ten of these shows. And, uh, and it was great. We did uh, Fairfield Halls in Croydon twice. Uh, we did, gosh, we, we did the Queen's Theatre probably about three times. And we did Radlett. We had to do that twice. Because that's right, because it was only a 300-seater. And most of our theatres were 600-seaters. So we sort of rested it. Uh, we, we sold merchandise. We had badges. And we sold, uh, we had a programme. And we sold mugs and everything else. Never to be seen again. In fact, I, I found one. I, that's the reason I remember 2007 is because the mug had Steve Allen, the Bitches Back Tour. And we had, we had boxes and boxes of these made up. And there aren't any left now. I've got one. The rest will probably be sort of listening to this programme right now. So anyway, so when Make Some Noise came up last year and they said, you know, what do you want to do next year? Well, I mean, I can't th- Oops, Sorry. I can't think beyond Tuesday. And so I sort of, uh, I said, well, I don't, why don't we do a a one-man show again, and they went, oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. So, of course, trying to find a theatre is a bit difficult. So, to cut a long story short, they came back to me about four weeks ago, and they said, uh, you're still on for it? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, if it makes some money for charity, that's all I care about. Uh, they said, we found a theatre. I thought, oh, good, London Palladium. You know, I was thinking curtains, dancing girls, you know, the elephants, the zebras, and the, the lions leaping across me. And, and then they said, no, 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 it's the Hippodrome. I said, what, just over here? And he went, yes. Now, it's got a beautiful theatre. Loads of people have played it. Loads of famous people have played it. And, and it's really lovely. So it only holds 220 people. So it's, it's what they call intimate. It's very intimate. Uh, if you want to come along, it's the 12th. Uh, all the money that we raise from the night goes to Globals Make Some Noise. It's an LBC charity, which you know, which helps children and young people suffering from illness or disability across the UK. And you can do your bit. You can do your bit and uh, and buy a ticket and come along. So all you have to do is just... Go- By the way, uh, because it's, uh, it's a casino, you have to be over 18, OK? You have to be over 18. If you're particularly lucky and you look under 18, you'll need to bring some photo ID, OK? But I believe they are going to run out the red carpet... For this one. So, I mean, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, it'll start at uh, seven o'clock and we'll spend, you know, an hour and a bit in, a, in each other's company and uh, we'll have a nice time. So if you want to come along, go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk and there are details on there of how you can uh, come and join us on the night. But as I say, there are only 220 seats and I know that because uh, this apparently a few of you had worked out 
where it was, and you decided to be very clever, and they put it up on the LBC website yesterday. So we've already sold uh, a number of seats already. So if you want to be part of the gang, and I'd love you to be part of the gang, uh, go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. Apart from that, I must thank uh, Dennis, who very kindly sent me some rock. I haven't had any rock sent to me for ages, and uh, I used to—I thought seriously it was going to be Steve Allen rock with my name all the way through. But he did go to Blackpool, says Dennis, who comes from Banbridge in Northern Ireland, and uh, he says you can always pan this off on your producer. So I've got some flavours here. Okay, this one is gin and tonic flavour rock. This one is hot chili. This this one is garlic bread flavour. Seriously, seriously. This one is Marmite, Flavour Rock. This one is uh, Prosecco. Hello. Uh, this one is... What's this one here? Oh, this is Cheese and Tomato Pizza Flavour. I know. This one here is... Oh, it's Prosecco Flavour again. And this final one is Fish and Chips. All Rock. All Rock. There you go. I mean, that's, you know, gin and tonic. It's good, isn't it? I mean, I've never heard of gin and tonic Flavour Rock. Dennis, thank you for that very much indeed. Very much appreciated. We shall uh, we shall enjoy it. I'm sure on the programme this morning. I don't know how we're going to enjoy it on the programme this morning, but I'm sure we will we will think of some way around it. So I'm just pouring the. It's, you know, I, f- I feel like I'm on a desert island at the moment because obviously there was a milk rush yesterday, and so I found the only half inch of milk in the building, and I've swiped it from somewhere down. I can't tell you where I've swiped it from because they're going because they're friends of mine, and I don't want them to know that I've taken it. But uh... oh, that's better. You do need it. I do need a cup of coffee in the morning. I do, I do need a cup of coffee. I don't care what anybody says. You know, they go, oh, Steve Allen slurped his coffee this morning. I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less, really. Uh, right, what else have we got? Uh, what else have we got on the programme this morning? Oh, yeah, the, uh, the number one toy for Christmas. Already. Already the number one toy for... I mean, how can that be? I know Christmas is, is around the corner, but fancy having the number one toy already, which means it won't be. It means it won't be. It'll be something else which supersedes it. Um, TV Fletch is back. Porridge is reheated. They had a little outing with it and they've decided to run with it again. Uh, Also, one number, one couple could have won a £124 million jackpot, but they were one number off it. Does that mean you get something else or have they fibbed? If you're just one number away, on the Euro Millions, don't they do five numbers or whatever it is or something like that? that You have to get all six. To win anything, do you? Because I've had, I've had money back from your minutes. And they were one number off the £124 million jackpot. Got to bet they're kicking each other very hard. Uh, Helen Flanagan, she's done a story about, you know, going back into the... You've not learned your lesson, have you, dear? That's why there was no work available for you. Five numbers gets 23 grand. Wow. Those £124 million. God, you'd be sick as a parrot. Sick as a parrot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, Michael Bublé is taking over from Anton Deck as host of the Brits. I'd forgotten that they did the Brits, actually. And um, the boy of ten, who goes on holiday to Turkey, ends up on television. He's ended up in the final of Turkey's Got Talent. I mean, how cute is that? That's a good thing, isn't it? I like that one. Uh, Cliff Richard has launched legal action against the police and the BBC. Um, he's had enough. And I don't blame him. He's had enough. He's You know, you cannot... Take two and a half years out of somebody's life and expect things to return to normal immediately. It's a pain in, pain in the what's-its. Uh, and also a survivor's letter from the Titanic reveals how they all said farewell to each other. I believe it was all terribly gentlemanly. Bye-bye, old man. Nice to see you. you know, hopefully we'll see you on the other side. And, of course, uh, they didn't. 
but somebody revealed that. And also, Stone Me, that's what it really means. The secrets hidden in song lyrics. You know when you hear a song lyric, you think, I wonder what that means. I can tell you. I've got the, um, the lyrics to a number of well-known songs... And uh, I can tell you what the hidden meaning is. Uh, plus, after 13 years, he's back. The Cadbury's milk tray man. And it's funny, I was only talking about it the other day. Only talking about it the other day. I, I thought it was black magic because he was dressed in black. But this time, he's coming in on one of those mattresses that you strap to your body. And you put your arms out and you float in. Brian's the life out of me. Not my kind of thing at all. But uh, he's back after 13 years. And then the other story of a sir in a school. You know, please, sir. All that kind of thing. Uh, he's a sex addict. He grooms a girl of 13 asks her to send him uh, disgusting pictures, he walks free from court. And another bloke who takes 8,000 pictures of children on the street walks free from court. Why? Because they were just pictures of children on the street. I mean, in theory, I suppose, if you want to take it to the ultimate conclusion, you might as well close down every single art gallery. Because every single art gallery has got naked children, either in plaster or porcelain or marble or something like that. I mean, the Greeks, <coughs> excuse me, were famous for it. Absolutely famous for it. So you walk round the V&A, there's loads of naked children. There's bosoms everywhere, heaving bosoms and little willies all over the place. Nobody's closed them down. So I suppose if you take a picture of somebody and it's not, you know, indecent, that's apparently OK, is it? I bet you anything. If I take a picture of the kids from the local nursery school, which we have in Twickenham, and they take them all out, they're all chained to like a yoke thing. So they all walk, they're only tiny, they must be, I don't know, two years old, whatever. And sometimes they go in a little train, which is pulled along, and you get about ten of them. If it's, if, it's, um, if it's raining, they've all got little umbrellas they put up. They've all got fluorescent jackets. It's hilarious to watch. If I took a picture of them, that would be all right, would it? Of course not. Of course not. In fact, I did actually want to do it once and put it on Twitter. And a friend of mine said, you can't do that. I said, but it's so funny. He said, yeah, people don't see it like that anymore. It's like, you know, if you go to a swimming pool and you take pictures of people, people go, I'm sorry, that is inappropriate behaviour. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Nice to be company. I hope you are uh, well this morning. Uh, Jan has bought tickets already for the Hippodrome and uh, Noreen's bought tickets for the Hippodrome. I can't tell... Uh, when the show sells out, I really can't tell when it sells out because it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't tell me. It doesn't tell me on the actual uh, on the actual computer, which is a shame. When all I can see is you know buy buy tickets, and uh, oh right, okay. So you choose how many tickets, you add your details, and you make the payment. It's apparently it's fairly fairly straightforward. But uh, I've got no... Oh, no, you can't do it, can you? <laughs> Without doing that, we're, we're, we're trying to sort of bypass the system and it won't let us. But you can buy in person at the Hippodrome uh, welcome desk or you can book by telephone. There is a telephone number on the website as well. So you don't have to... I mean, obviously, you have to have a computer to find out that number anyway. But uh, you can do it and uh, choose your ticket types. And then we look forward to seeing you. And it goes to charity, so that's good news, isn't it? Not one penny piece will fall into my pocket. Not one penny. Any piece. Uh, my friend Ian, over in America, being the, uh, being the mad boy he is, he was doing an outside broadcast the other day for something, and I can't remember what it was, but I remember seeing a picture on his, uh, on his website, still wearing those famous shorts, which he's, uh, which he's famous for. And um, he says, the Daily Mail know that Christmas is getting close. They've written an article, and it's a wonderful life. He said, and I watch it every Christmas Eve, I know. And there is a station in America as we pointed out yesterday, called uh, KCAX Branson, which I think is in Missouri, and they, they play all Christmas songs. 
How cool is that? We love it. We, we, we can't get in. E and I cannot get enough of things like that. It's the most wonderful thing you can ever, uh, ever get. So what did we have yesterday? Oh, we had Ken Hom in, which was uh, lovely. And we also had Raymond Blanc in, which was even lovelier. It was, it was just a, a great day. Just a, a great day. It was very nice. But the building was just full of people. And uh, Chris says, I've just bought two tickets as soon as you mentioned it. Can't wait. Good. Good. And uh, Ruth. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and somebody says here, one of life's pleasures is to wake up at 4am uh, to listen to Steve Allen. That's what we like, isn't it? Just as long as you buy a ticket, I don't really care. Uh, you should try Costco for great value, says Mike, for your tea lights. I'd already bought them, actually. I'll tell you what I had last night. I had a disaster. My, um, my DVD, portable DVD player, gave up the ghost. It's now refusing to play any discs. So I've had to replace it. I had to go online this morning and go and buy a new DVD player, which cost me the princely sum of £55, which actually I thought was, you know, was all right. I've been paid. I haven't gone mad. And Sharon says, um, Jordan will hate it that Pete is uh, is outselling her because it's in the bookstakes. To be honest with you, I wouldn't buy either of them, but that's just me, isn't it? And uh, Laura says, love, 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 Steve Allen Show. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, a lot of people, a lot of people who'd worked out exactly um, where the venue was for my uh, for my next show. Uh, but this is for charity. Uh, Greg, I think it's Greg. Um, well, not remotely interested in Bros. He actually, to quote him, he says, manufactured crap. But I can't remember where they came from. That's, I mean, I know where they came from. I thought they came from Chertsey, actually. But it's, it's very interesting that... Uh, that here they are, and they're looking to sell 20,000. 20,000. Hassan says these punks are jumping on the bandwagon, trying to profit from past fame. Yes, when will they When will they be famous? Well, they were famous. You know, they, they really were famous. They were big. Whether or not it goes now, I've got no idea. I've got no idea. I'm looking at, uh, at pictures, Raymond Blanc and me, which were taken by his, his team yesterday, and pictures of Ken Hom. It was a really nice day, actually. But I have to tell you, I was absolutely exhausted. Uh, Malcolm says, so you slurp your coffee. Good for you. I get sick and tired of being told how to live my life. Why can't people mind their own business? Curtain twitchers. Curtain twitchers, they are. They are curtain twitchers. Little Julie is booked, too. Thank you very much indeed. I don't know why I'm saying thank you very much indeed. (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying that to you. It's very, very odd. Very, very odd. My uh, stepdad used to work for Rick Stein. And he was cooking one of his fish dishes the other day. He's quite a shy man. If he thinks somebody's going to approach him, he gets his mobile out and pretends to take a call. I do that with chuggers. You've done that with chuggers. You see the chuggers there. They're not allowed to approach you if you're on your telephone. So I just hold it up to my ear and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm, wow. Ooh, cool. And then they ignore you. The moment you walk past them, you put the phone away. But uh, I don't entertain chuggers, people begging on the streets. No, thank you very much indeed. There's much, much better ways of, uh, of doing things like that. Uh, we will have an update at some point. I can't remember when, actually, on this uh, hurricane. About ten minutes from now, Paul Smith will come in from the news desk. Bless his heart. Well, of course he'll come in here because we've got the after eights. And he'll probably want a stick of rock. It's the kind of thing he likes. And uh, he'll give us an update on this hurricane, which is heading to Florida. In Haiti, I think there's more than 300 people dead. Yeah. Uh, 340 now it's gone. Oh, blimey. So uh, not so good. If you've, ever, the, if you've ever seen these hurricanes, these people... I mean, Florida is prepared for it because all the houses you buy in Florida come with storm windows, which is 
They're these, it's, it's a piece of board which has got handles on it and you put it into a slot on the window and it saves your glass and everything else. And so people, a friend of mine's got a house out there and that was the first thing I saw in the garage. What are they? He said, that's the storm windows. And you slide it into a slot over your window glass and it just stays there until the storm has passed because otherwise you'd have dustbins throwing themselves into the window and cracked windows and everything else. So it's built into every house. You don't need to sort of worry about it. But uh, they've had quite a few. I think they've had, I think, 11 storms or something like that. But when it comes in, it comes in bad. And still people go out in it. I couldn't understand it. There were people in Haiti the other day. I was looking at pictures of, of people, you know, coming out and I'm thinking, and they've got their umbrellas up. They've got their umbrellas up. 340 people plus have died. It's that, it's that dangerous. These, uh, these storms come in, and when they come in, they come in bad. They're like tsunamis, just with, uh, with wind and water and everything else. It's ghastly. So we'll have an update and uh, let you know exactly how it is all going. And um, we'll do that probably in about, uh, about 10 minutes' time. Uh, Judith says, very anxious today. My daughter's stuck in Miami and sitting out the hurricane. You can only sit out the hurricane. You can't. There's nothing else you can do. There's nothing else you can do. Um, yeah. Yeah, you should be OK. And I'll tell you for why, because our reporter uh, over in Miami spoke to Darren earlier on. So I think that's actually OK. I think that that's well, I think that's OK. Yeah, it should be. And uh, Neil says, will your assistant producer be at the show? Well, I don't know. Actually, it's a Monday. It's a Monday. Would he be at the show? I don't know. He might. He might. T- you know what he'd be like? He'll be trying to sort of gate crash the place, you know. Hello. Yeah. Assistant producer. Australian. Yeah, mate. And it'll be like that. We'll all be going, get him out. Just get him out the door as quick as possible. So much easier. So much easier. <laughs> uh, what else we got in the... Uh, t- oh, yeah, we've got, uh, we got good stories. We've got bad stories. We've got sad stories. We've got smiley, smiley stories. I'm not bothered about Porridge coming back. I don't think they should have remade it. I don't like remakes. Never been a person for, for remakes. Uh, and Emmerdale's uh, Leah Bracknell last night told how she was uh, rushed to hospital. In emergency operation, she's given the news that she has terminal lung cancer. And uh, it, the clue is in the word terminal. Uh, people have set up a, a Just Giving page. Uh, she was on Emmerdale for 16 years. She played Zoe Tate. And uh, I remember her very, very well indeed. Very sad. that uh, They've set up a, a fundraiser. She's moved to Worthing. I always say, she says, do, do not imagine me sitting here writing through a veil of tears. I am not. And so they've, they've set up, they're hoping to get £50,000 for treatment at a German clinic because this German clinic claims to put incurable cancers into remission. So there's always something, isn't there? There's always something. And, of course, you're, you're, you're going to go for everything. And uh, Ian says, um, he says, I have, you know, I've been wearing shorts since I moved in April. It's still 90 degrees. 90 degrees. And you look really well. Really well. I was very impressed, actually. Very, very impressed. You look great. It's a nice, uh, nice picture. He says, uh, he says uh, I'm going to see if I can not wear long trousers till I fly back to the UK for Christmas. He said, sadly, I'll miss your one-man show. Will you have a glittery jacket? I don't know. I don't know if I can fit into them at the moment. I'll have to check. I did have one, actually. And uh, I quite like it, actually. I quite like red glittery jackets. But it's difficult to know what to wear underneath it, apart from black. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Today, all of Global Radio is coming together to help make a difference to wonderful small projects throughout the UK that change young lives. Capital, Heart, Classic FM, Smooth Radio, Radio X, Gold... And here at LBC, we're giving a voice to charities which have few resources but are passionate about making a difference to children's lives. And you'll hear from a number of them throughout the day. One of these projects is Young Carers. 
They provide precious emotional and practical support to children and young people who care for family members in need of help. Let's hear from Joe, whose 16-year-old daughter, Zara Louise, cares for her. I'm Joe from Alpington. Zara Louise is my young carer. I'm a wheelchair user and have been for the last 16 years. She's been used to being um, my carer from day one, really. Um, for as long as you know, I can remember, she, she's always been on the scene as my carer. She can't just go off and be with her friends. She can't go off and just do what she wants to do. There's no spontaneity involved in it. So in that aspect, she's sort of tied to the house as well. So although my disability affects me, it also affects her. She'll make excuses when really I know that the reason she's not going out to be with her friends is because she's got to be at home with me. Young Carers Bromley have been absolutely amazing. She gets to be a child. She gets also to meet other carers, young carers that are in the same position as her. And they chat about their caring role. And for an hour, an hour and a half, however long the, the activities may be, she gets to be a, a normal teenager again. So they've been an absolute lifeline for her. You can make some noise today. Uh, don't forget, I've got my one-man show. It's the 12th of December. I might do it nude, actually. Would that sell more tickets? Probably not, actually, no. If anything, people would be asking for their money back. Uh, it's on the 12th of December. There's details on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. There's only 220 seats. And um, when you give to Global's Make Some Noise, your money goes directly in small projects like Young Carers to help and support incredible young people. Please don't be the person that's listening to this and doesn't do anything. You can make a huge difference to this small charity. To donate £10, text LBC10, that's LBC10, without a space, to 70070. Standard network charges may apply if you're under 16. Please ask the bill payers' permission first. And for all the T's and C's, go to lbc.co.uk. Thank you very much indeed. Let's see how much we can raise today. Well, over in Florida, whoo! They're waiting for the winds to arrive. In Haiti, the winds have arrived. The damage is absolutely unbelievable. More than 340 people have so far lost their lives. And I think, and we'll find out now from, uh, from Paul Smith, exactly how many Brits are actually over in Florida at the moment. Is it something like 50,000? There, there is quite a lot. Um, British Airways and Virgin put a statement yesterday saying they have sorted alternative travel plans for people who are over there, uh, whether it be connection flights um, from other airports or moving them further west um, to the other side of, of Florida. Presumably in Florida you can't take off or anything. No, um, the airports are very quiet. Um, there have been no planes taking off and landing from Miami Airport um, for around 12 hours now. Um, as the night went on, the morning went on, it got windier and wetter in Miami. We've had reporters over there. Winds are gusting at around 140 miles an hour. Now, with hurricanes, it's not the wind that does the damage. It's it's the surges from the sea and it's the flooding. That's yeah. what's killing people. For example, in Haiti, the death toll has continued to rise this morning. It's now up to around 340. Remember, Haiti suffered an earthquake a few years ago, so a lot of those people in Haiti were still living in sheltered accommodation and uh, tents as well. So they've really uh, borne the brunt of the, the, the storm. Now, Matthew's been on our radar for almost a week now. Um, it was a Category 5 storm, which had winds around 160, 170 miles an hour. That was downgraded to a category, category 4. The winds then were around 145, 150. That's when it, it swept through uh, Haiti Monday into Tuesday. Um, 
at first we heard there was 11 deaths and then it's continued to rise. It's moving its way further north-west uh, very slowly. Um, it, it was downgraded to Category 3 and as it continued to move up, move up through Cuba... Um, the seas were warmer, so it gathered more energy and was then upgraded to a Category 4. And we're expecting it to really have a massive impact on Florida in the next uh, few hours. The winds and the rain is just really starting to get going just mm. now. We don't think it's going to make landfall, um, so it really will just be brushing the coast. And it's moving up the northwest uh, coast of America. Um, Miami really is sort of missing the worst of it. You had a text from a woman earlier who mm-hmm. was concerned about her daughter. Um, at first, we did think Miami, Miami-Dade, was going to see you know really powerful winds and heavy rains. It's actually missing that area and now moving in through Orlando and up through Jacksonville. These are the areas that will see the worst of the conditions. Barack Obama issued a state of emergency for Florida and North South Carolina Sorry, uh, last night. Um, and as it continues to move north, it will weaken, but very slowly. Um, and the winds will continue to pick up as well. So the the biggest warning and the biggest risk is storm surges from the sea, from the flooding. It's the biggest storm, well, potentially the biggest storm the America's had since Hurricane Katrina. Mm. And you remember then, back in 2005, well over a 1,000 people were killed. Um, it, it's not as powerful, but it is still pretty powerful. Uh, Obama's declared a state of emergency in Georgia... Uh, adding to it the states of Florida and South Carolina as being eligible for federal hurricane relief. That'll be useful, won't it? The biggest concern is, though, as it moves up the northwest coast of America, it's going to take a a hook and move back further south. But the time it does, it is going to hook. So it'll move back further south. But when it does, it'll lose its energy and it won't be as intense. And it'll just be... So could it actually fizzle out? So it it will gradually fizzle out. So the winds will, will, will... you know, slow down as well and it'll lose the moisture and lose its energy. So when it moves back down again, it'll be further further west. It won't be quite near land. Uh, and then it'll be downgraded to a, a storm, basically, a tropical storm. Right. But again, it still will an, it's still bad. It will still have an impact. And over the past few hours, the National Hurricane Centre has just issued an update because we were watching Tropical Storm Nicole. That's now been upgraded to a, a hurricane, Category 2, its winds are around 105 miles an hour. Now, at the moment, it does look like it's going to stay further west out in the Atlantic. Uh, it doesn't really look like it's going to come too much, but it's still worth keeping an eye on, depending on what track yeah. it takes. It looks like it's going to move up through Bermuda at the moment, but, I mean, it could potentially move further east, and if it does, then it'll be further to the, the, the west coast of America. Um, the east coast of America, sorry. So... I think we just need to keep an eye on that as well. But it's not as strong. And at the minute, it looks like it'll just fizzle out and mess about in the Atlantic. But it could also have an impact on our weather as well, Matthew. Um, it, it just depends what track it takes. Usually when we get these things, it gets picked up in the jet stream. Yeah. Jet stream is usually quite strong at this time of year. It, obviously, we don't get hurricanes, but it will bring, you know, str- it could bring strong winds and heavy rain, or it could have an opposite impact. It could keep the weather pretty calm. It just depends what, what track it takes. But at the minute... State of emergency for Florida and South Carolina, expecting winds of up to 140, 150 miles an hour um, and heavy rain as well. So, I mean, I heard you saying earlier, you know, you just need to sit out. Obviously, people have been told not to sit out because... You, <laughs> Don't listen you to me, die. what do I know? <laughs> so the governor of Florida has said, you know, if you do sit out, then you are going to die because it's going to have a huge impact. And as I said, the biggest hurricane since Katrina in 2005. Wow. Don't 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 sit it out. So don't listen to Steve. <laughs> don't, don't, don't listen to me. I talk rubbish. Seriously, even I think I talk rubbish. More than two million 
evacuated from southeastern US. Uh, the death toll has climbed to 283. Okay. Two, oh, sorry, yeah, no, that was, sorry, that was before, wasn't it? So it's now three, yeah, 340. Yeah, 340, The Florida governor says this will kill you. And, and, and just these deaths, are, are so far, are, they're all in Haiti. Um, no one's died yet in America. Um, and hopefully no one does die. Hopefully everyone has taken advice uh, and, and left. But the problem is as well, a lot of the people who are in America now weren't around when Hurricane Katrina happened. So uh, these are people who have moved from, whether it be Britain or other parts of the world in America. So, for example, my friend, she's been there for two months. Um, I spoke to her earlier and she sounded really excited, but she was also quite nervous as well. Yeah. Exactly. I'd, I'd be more nervous. Yeah. I think I think she was more nervous than excited, but uh, she wasn't sure what to do. She was told to evacuate, but yeah. then she says, "Well, I might just sit it out. It'll be exciting to see it." But I think I think people think I, it just brushes over the house yeah, like a film. It doesn't. No, no, no. Takes the house. Yeah, takes the house. Um, it, so I spoke to her um, before I started shift last night, and she was just packing her belongings and getting yeah. ready to go. But um, it, it's going to be quite uh, rough over the the next uh, twelve hours or so. But um, I, I suppose we just have to wait and see what yeah. what happens. I've seen before when they, when they had caravan parks. I mean, they're just like bits of balsa wood. They're yeah. just they're just thrown aside. All these things. The people have got no idea. It's like when you have storms here in the winter. You know, it's coming in autumn now, and, and, you, and you tend to get more you know severe weather. Uh, what we get sixty, seventy mile an hour winds. It's like that times ten. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, they do it's, have storm. I was explaining earlier on. A friend of mine's got a house over there, and they have storm windows. Yeah. But you slide in over the top of your your glass That's to protect the, the glass, the, the, the debris and stuff from yeah, flying. Yeah, to about. stop everything flying about. Yeah. But as I say, it's not the wind that kills people; it's the storm surges and the flooding because it, it comes yeah. from nowhere. Yeah, was it? Th- I don't know if you saw it on the television the other day. I, I told the story the other day. Is a bloke who follows tornadoes hmm. in Kansas, and he's following this this tornado. Which I mean, you watch them; it, it is like a movie, and it goes across. And he's out the car, and his girlfriend's going, "Get back in the car!" And then this tornado stops. Yeah. In front of him, and it collapses. It's it's interesting to watch. It is almost as if somebody's put a magic wand into it, and it just sort of just slowly disintegrated. Fizzle out, yeah. He was able to get his photographs close on because they do this tornado chasing. But if you're in Florida, you're, you're not chasing any of this. It'll be chasing you. Yeah, and it's not a tornado. But it's, it's much not more a tornado. Powerful. It's much more powerful. <laughs> it's much more dangerous. And only when you see the aftermath. Well, you suddenly realise that you were probably best to get out. So all this, you know, sit there and stick it out to watch it on the television. Don't. You won't have any television. No. It's, it's a dangerous time. Very Aren't we glad we don't get these sort of things over here? We do get sort of storms and stuff like that. We get that. the famous Michael Fish moment when he says... Yes, that's right. You know, yeah. It wasn't exactly a hurricane, but yeah, it was hurricane force winds, but you don't Trees get hurricanes over here. all over the roads, everything. I mean, you Gosh. get hurricane force winds over the tops of the Cairngorms, you know, in the winter. He has to weave it in, doesn't he? Every programme, we've got to weave the blooming Cairngorms in. The, in. The winter do you know somebody in the Cairngorms, <laughs> or do you know somebody in the Trossachs? <laughs> Both. Both. Um, you might. But you don't get hurricanes here. Um, no, we get mild ones, don't we? We get mild little they're earth not, tremors. You get earthquakes, and I mean now that you know the, the Met Office has taken the the whole American uh, style of, of naming storms. So the first storm this year um, will be called Angus. And so they go through the alphabet and uh, and name them. And just but like I thought the storms are supposed to have sort of rough things. I mean, Matthew sounds quite nice. You know, yeah. Hilda or Doris, I would have thought, would have been, oh, my God, you know, worry about that one. It's got a got a really bad name. Well, they never used to, um, I think they never used to name them females, if I'm right, 
or maybe it's yeah, they do now, don't yeah, they? they, 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 they yeah. flip flop. Yeah. So, um, so the next the next one um, it, that they were keeping an eye on is is, uh, is Nicole. Uh, I mean, there was a category one or category two storm um, uh, last month, I think it was um, in America, but it, it really wasn't wasn't Nothing. much. Yeah, it was just heavy rain and, and, and strong winds. I'm but... always amazed by these things. I've, I've, I've now used the phrase tectonic plates. <laughs> I weave it in to sort of every conversation because what's going on under, under the ground and out on the, out on the ocean yeah. when something like a small earth tremor out in the ocean which triggers a tsunami, I never quite understand how it works. Why can't they just sort of disperse the, the wave before it gets that big? Mother Nature. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. We'd have no idea... I think out in Ethiopia is that, that, that volcano, which is, it's, it's a bubbling mass of lava, red-hot lava. And I, I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's been, I know it's in Ethiopia, and they, they, they went over there to look at it. And you think, this is going for hundreds yeah. of years, this thing. There's the one in Iceland. Eta Ali or something? It is. It's a. T- There's a- <laughs> into the talent. There's also the one in Iceland as well, if you remember, that erupted in 2002. 10, I think it was, with the ash cloud that caused severe disruption yes. to flights. Well, we thought we could have another UK. one, didn't we? Well, yeah, because there has been tremors, uh, yes. so they are monitoring it very closely, but it's not come to much. And then uh, there was also one in uh, Tenerife as well. Um, over the weekend, they had very small tremors, and the, I think the last time that one erupted was 40 or 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. There's still the opportunity, though, isn't it, that they oh, might yeah. go again? We've had it, but uh, no, if, if you have a look at pictures of uh, Urta Ali, it's, it's just in the middle of a desert... And then there's this big pit, and it's a bubbling cauldron of molten lava, which is white hot. It's unbelievable. I mean, if you look at the pictures of it, it's, it's, it's the most phenomenal thing you've ever seen. And they actually tried to take somebody down to it, but the heat is so intense that yeah. you obviously can't get anywhere near it. But it's amazing, though, isn't it? Have you, seen, have you seen pictures of that before, producer? It's amazing, isn't it? Just sitting there. Just think, if you built your house on there, you'd be really, really... Not worrying about heating bills. <laughs> Not worrying about anything at all. But uh, it's it's one of life's phenomena, as indeed is Paul Smith. Thank you very, Thank much, you very much indeed. Much. Off for the weekend now? No. Off, off back to the Trossics, <laughs> are we? KM Gorms? Off next week. Off next week. Back the following week. You're going home for, for Christmas? I, I hate am. to mention Christmas so early, but I, I mean, am. it's only around the corner. I've been home for two weeks. Really? Yeah. God, so. you're going to be hating the family by that time. <laughs> Two weeks with the family. It's like it's all right for the first day. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, yeah. Missed you. Love yeah. you. Bye. By the end of four o'clock, you're going. I really need to go home again. I'm just okay. Time to go home. <laughs> no, I am. Um, I, I enjoy New Year more. Or hogmanay, as they call it's it. It's more a Scottish thing. Yeah. Hogmanay, isn't it? We go around the doors and chat randoms and take them some shortbread and go first footing and shortbread. get welcomed and get some whiskey. And... It's so quaint, isn't it, in Scotland? And I think we own it, ladies and gentlemen. It's so nice, isn't it? I feel a, I feel a part of it now. I feel like I'd go up to the Trossachs myself. But, uh, <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. We're making some noise today, and so you now know, just in case you've only just turned on the radio, that uh, I've got my one-man show. Well, me and Alid Jones... Alid Jones and Steve Allen. He's introducing me, which I think is, uh, is a really, really nice thing to do. And that's on the 12th of December at the Hippodrome Theatre. It's a very intimate little theatre. There's only 220 seats there. It's a rare opportunity. We haven't done this show for a long, long time. I don't think I've done a live show for ages and ages. I'll lift the lid on 40 years in showbiz. We'll tell you the truth. The good, the bad, the highs, the lows. And you can also have a chance, I think, to put questions to me as well. Uh, which I think would be quite nice. So you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, uh, for 
more details on the show, and you can buy tickets on the website as well. Judith says, thank you for the update for Miami. I'm feeling reassured. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that all the theme parks in Florida will be... Cl- I forgot to ask about that, actually. But I'm assuming the theme parks will be, will be closed. Disney and MGM, says Neil. And uh, Mark says, I'm in Kissimmee right now. Very calm weather. The Virgin flight's been pushed back 24 hours to 7.35 on Sunday. And uh, poor Mark's in Welling Garden City, bless his heart. But, I mean, somebody's got to be, haven't they? So, uh, so that's, that's why. So, on the screen, uh, yep. Tourists disappointed as the storm shuts the Orlando theme parks. And um, so they're going to stay shut down until Saturday. But, of course, it's typical, isn't it? They've always managed to find somebody who's a little sad, a little disappointed. What would you rather be? Sad but safe or, you know, tangled up in all sorts of things. I mean, they are the most visited tourist attractions. So uh, Universal, Walt Disney World, both planning to close down 5pm Thursday. SeaWorld shut the gates at 2pm. Uh, somebody said, I'm going to try and get a, a refund. He said, I paid for three. God, see, they're so miserable, these people, aren't they? I'm terribly sorry. You know, there's just 340 people died in Haiti. And you're worried about a bloody theme park ticket. Dear God, get a life, man. There's one here. He said, uh, I plan to do as much as possible at Universal. We will try not to walk away empty-handed. Can't blame them for a hurricane, but you can they blame them for closing too early. What, are you dumb or something? This is... 340 people have just died in Haiti in this storm, in this hurricane. What, are you mad? God, blimey, honestly. They can always find them, can't they? Oh, dreadful. That 9-11. Oh, dear me, honestly. That disrupted everything, didn't it? Couldn't get to the shops. You know, equally as stupid. But uh, anyway, you have to... uh, You know, some people are having cruises. They do their cruise and they've said, oh, we'll just have to have a day at the park. I mean, would you not rather be safe? I would. If somebody said to me, would you like to step into this burning building or would you like to get as far away from it as possible? And the answer is, I'd like to get as far away from it as possible. Uh, talking of uh, people getting far away, there's another story. We had a very strange story in the papers the other day of a man who'd been taken to court because he downloaded 140,000 images of children being abused. Many of them were category A, which is the top, top category of abuse pictures. And he'd walked free from court, even though he'd downloaded films and everything. um, He'd walked free from court because he and his wife were going to have a baby. I couldn't quite understand. There's another one in the paper today. This is um, a teacher who groomed a teenage schoolgirl online and kept a stash of depraved images of child abuse will not be sent to prison. James Luff, a former head of biology, begged the unidentified 13-year-old to send him topless pictures. He had a collection of child abuse images which he kept on a computer hidden in his loft. 79 of them were Category A, which is the most serious. Detectives discovered dozens of Skype and social media exchanges between Luff and teenagers on the device. And he swapped photos of himself. Uh, Anyway, he walked free from court. I mean, this came on exactly the same day as the other one I was talking about was spared jail so he could become a father. Richard Arrowsmith of Church Gresley in Derbyshire was handed a 10-month suspended sentence so that his... because uh, his family are standing by him. What? I'm, I'm in the wrong world, aren't I, really? I don't, think I'm, I don't think I'm supposed to be here, actually. At Leicester Crown Court, Nicholas Dean, uh, the judge, ruled he didn't have to send the shame teacher to jail. Lisa Hancock's defending said, apart from this, he's led a blameless life. 
He's got, he's got thousands of images of children being abused. He's led a blameless life. That's like saying he only killed four people. I mean, apart from that, he was fine. He was a regular churchgoer. So anyway, he's, uh, he's actually lost his job. They say there are two sides to this gentleman, a professional family man and a friend, and the other side. A bit like Hitler, isn't it, really? There was sort of Hitler, the nice family man who walked his dogs and went out with Eva Braun, and then there was the murdering bastard that we're all aware of. I mean, come on, for goodness sake. Anyway, this one gets um, a 12-month suspended sentence. He's been axed by Lutterworth College. Um, the judge said, I'm confident you won't offend again. Really? Oh, well, I'm glad judges know these kind of things nowadays. Far be it from me to disagree with the judicial system. But you have to ask yourself the question. I mean, he's obviously a danger. He likes children. I'm a bit worried that the other one who had 140,000 images of children is now prepared to have his own children with his wife. That's even more disturbing. But, of course, judges know best, don't they? A bit like social workers. A bit like social workers. Uh, the theme parks close early so the staff can get home safely. I think so, too. I think so, too. Of course, the people who go there... What do you mean you're closing early? Uh, we're closing early because the staff need to go home and because there's a, there's a hurricane coming in. Oh, well, come on. I mean, couldn't we just go once on the roller coaster? No. No. In fact, actually, if we're not careful, there might not be a roller coaster. You know, it is entirely possible that these things can just can just disappear completely, can't they? I mean, you've seen this stuff. You know, these We're not just talking about a little sort of little gust of wind like that. We're talking about something that's really, really serious. But people are just a little bit ungrateful. A little bit ungrateful. Uh, 84850, steve at it's uh, Steve Allen with you all the way through until 7 o'clock this morning. And because we're making some noise, we're doing it in our own way, actually. We're making it, we're sort of making it, but we're easing you gently into Friday. I've got, as you know, a whole bundle of tech uh, stuff to give away as well. So I'll mention that one to you. And for those people who keep waking up, I will be mentioning my show at the Hippodrome on the 12th of December. Uh, it's a Monday. It's 7 o'clock, 645 Got to get there on time. You don't need to glam yourself up, but you can... It's a, it's a super little theatre. I mean, it really is. It's very intimate. 220 seats, so we don't have a, we don't have a lot of room for everybody. But uh, we promise to squeeze you in. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And if you go to the LBC website, which is lbc.co.uk, you'll find details of the show on there. And all the other nice things. Oh, we've got all sorts of things. There's, uh, there's some really good stuff, actually, coming up. I know that... Um, the Nick Ferrari and Nigel Farage lunch is doing very well. And uh, there's all sorts of things on there. So go and, go and check it all out on the website. Go to the website, check it out, and then decide, you know, which one you like. And you, who knows? You might be one of those lucky people who's got a little bit of spare cash. And, uh, and that's the person that we want to talk to. Somebody with a dis- bit of spare cash that can spare it for people who don't really have a voice. So we're their voice on LBC as we make some noise. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we got the news. I knew there was something. And 136 million on the Euro Millions tonight. You imagine if you won that, I think you could possibly give a million, would you not? If I won it, I'd give a million. I would if I won it, 136 million. I'd give a million pounds, definitely. Uh, what else we got? The pie in the face, tipped to be the number one Christmas toy. I wish I knew what it was. I'm assuming it's pie in the face. Uh, the police are probing Kim's broke guard. This is Kim Kardashian's bodyguard. Two weeks before she gets robbed, He's declared bankrupt and he's then sort of going, well, you know, I shall make sure we find these people and teach them a lesson. I'm thinking, is this double bluff? Could be double bluff, couldn't it? It's worked before. Cliff Richard launches legal action against the police and the Beeb. And, um, and he's back. The Cadbury's milk tray man. Whoopee! Or not, as the case may be. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
Morning, everybody. We're making some noise. I'm sorry, shouting a little bit. I shouldn't shout, should I, really? It's only uh, coming up four minutes past five on a Friday morning, the 7th of October. And there's so many good things. If you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, there's all sorts of things you can bid on. Uh, all the presenters have got little little ideas. There's also some auction bids for charity. You can bid for a money-can't-buy LBC experience. You can bid for lunch with Nigel Farage and Nick Ferrari. Lunch with Katie Hopkins. <laughs> sorry, sorry just makes, I don't know why it makes me laugh, actually. You can bid now for a trip to <coughs> excuse me, Washington, D.C. And uh, there's also a luxury trip to Barcelona. Uh, we've also... Uh, it's already been sold, I think. The exclusive tour of London's ancient inns of court. That's a brilliant one, actually. And uh, and I think the watch has the, is, that the watch has finished, hasn't it? Somebody got a really good bargain there. And there's also a, a luxury golf trip to Portugal. God, there's all sorts of nice things. And, uh, and we're just looking for you to to dig deep and to help us to help people less fortunate than ourselves. And that's why I've got my one man show. With the fabulous Ali Jones, who'll be introducing me at the Hippodrome in the theatre there. It's on the 12th of December. You go to the LBC website, you can buy tickets. There's only, uh, there's only a few tickets, because it's only a very small little theatre. About 220 seats, I think. That's all it is. It's very intimate, and we can have a nice time from 7pm. So uh, dig deep. And uh, you can come and see. You could, you could just see how gorgeous I am and attractive I am. And we'll, we'll tell you stories and you can probably put questions as well. So we'll be telling you the, the latest celebrity gossip, the things we can't tell you on the programme. And, uh, and all the things that you've always wanted to ask me. When you ask about certain things and I go, I couldn't possibly comment. Well, on this particular evening, I might be commenting on all sorts of things. I'll tell you how I started. And, uh, and we'll have a, have a nice little evening. So that's for the 12th of December, which is an audience with Steve Allen. Go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, and uh, see you there. Coming up now, six minutes past uh, five. So two million people fleeing this killer 150-mile-an-hour storm. Uh, 50,000 Brits on holiday in Florida. The advice is get out. If you want to live, get out. Not messing around with this. 340 people and rising in Haiti, who've lost their lives, people who've been killed by this, uh, this, this storm. And uh, the amount of people, as you heard Paul Smith earlier on, he was saying that a friend of his said, oh, she, she thinks she'll just stay in and sit it. Because I said that, didn't I, the other day, without realising just how bad it was going to get. I said, you know, sit it out. But, of course, you know, there's no good sitting there. It turns into a cartoon. You're sitting there, the house disappears over the top of you, and hotels, and they'll be, they'll be battening down the hatches. They're used to this kind of thing. They're used to it, and they know through bitter experience, that you've got to look after yourself. So they've closed the theme parks. They have to. They have to. This is so dangerous that, you know, there'll be stuff throwing itself down the street. There'll be, you know, wheelie bins and bins and signs crashing down and lampposts which will be bent double and trees will be up- uprooted. Make no mistake about it. You need to run for your lives. You need to run for your lives on this one. Get out, as they say, and stay out because it's heading your way if you're over there. We'll keep you up to date on uh, on LBC. Uh, there is also... I can't quite work out uh, whether or not this is a serious story or whether it's not. It's, it's a girl who goes out... Well, it's a woman, actually. But, I mean, the purpose of this programme, it's a girl. Everybody's a girl, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, she's, In fact, she's called a birthday party girl. She's a size 10. Her name's Bobby Jo Goldsmith. I don't really like Bobby Joe names. I don't know why, but that's got nothing to do with the story. Anyway, the story is that she and nine friends had booked a table at a venue to celebrate her 20th birthday. 
Uh, but Bobby claims they were plucked from the queue and asked to leave. She said they looked us up and down and told us we were too big. I was totally embarrassed. It ruined my birthday. She comes from Barnet. She said, I'm OK now, but this would have a, an, a bad impact on a lot of girls. It's horrible. Her appalled mum, who's called Deborah Kerr. So she's called Bobby. Why do these people have different names? She's her daughter and she's called Goldsmith and her mum's called Kerr. I don't know what that is. But anyway, uh, she says the group were also told they were not good looking enough for the club. Well, I mean, I would probably agree with that one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you can imagine people being thrown out of clubs because they're not attractive. I'm terribly sorry, you're not attractive enough to be in our club. You know, and those big Neanderthal bounces on the door. Oh, darling, you're not coming in here. And they go, for what reason? You're not attractive enough. Well, what the dickens are you looking for? Anyway, this is a club called Libertine. And uh, a Libertine spokesman said, any comments concerning the reason for not granting entry certainly do not come from anybody employed or connected to us and are in no way reflective of the door policy. They said, on any given night, our club is filled with a diverse and inclusive group of people, which is something we pride ourselves on. We'd never reject anybody based on their dress size. Exactly. I've never even heard of this before. So they booked a table. She's a size 10. And Bobby Joe, I mean, she, to be honest with you, she's not really that faffed about the whole thing. She just sort of probably thinks it's a bit of a laugh, really. But I don't believe that they were turned away for being too big. Now, they might have been turned away for being too drunk, but they wouldn't have been turned away for being too big. No club ever bases that. And, you know, you could have a herd of elephants turning up outside and they'd still let them in there. It makes, And also, they'd booked a table. They'd book, you just go up to the door and you go, sorry, we booked a table. That's all you have to say to the person on the door, if indeed it was somebody from the door. I just don't... It, it just... I don't believe that any club would turn something. You look at a picture of her. It doesn't look too big to me. I'm bigger than she is. I've never been turned away from anywhere in my life. Wait a minute, have, have I? I might have thought. And um, uh, it's interesting, actually. It's interesting. But uh, they, um, Paul Smith, he says, they do reflect people. What do? What do, what do they do? Oh, reject people. That, 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 that sort of... Te- they do reject... But, I mean, but she looks quite... I mean, she's blonde... She looks bubbly, she's got a glass in her hand, and she's got money in her purse. That's the kind of person you want in a club, isn't it? As I say, unless they were being abusive in the queue or something mad like that, then, you know, I can't quite understand why somebody would be turned away. It doesn't make any sense, does it? Perhaps there's more to it. As with most stories nowadays, there's always, there's always a bit more to it, isn't there? Apart from we were in the queue and we were turned away because we're too big. I mean, I just, I just don't see that at all. I see the, the oddest people coming out of the most grand of... Uh, of nightclubs. I see them in the morning, you know, drunks, people who just look like, you know, they haven't made any effort to get themselves ready, people who can't walk in heels. It's ridiculous. Apparently, Paul, Paul Smith, he was rejected from there. Well, I'd reject you as well. None of it, we, we've done a vote round here, Paul. We've decided we wouldn't let you in anyway. You went there. It's full of chavs, he says. <laughs> I don't care who it's full of. I just think it's... Yeah, what were you doing there? What were you doing there? Full of chavs, not your sort of place at all. But I've, I haven't heard of it. I don't think the producer's heard of it either. Have you ever heard of it? I've never heard of it. But uh, I don't, they wouldn't turn people away for being too big. That would be, I mean, I could understand it if she was enormous, but she's not enormous. Uh, Neil says, I'm gutted. I can't make the show. So tell me it'll be taped. Oh, no, I don't think so, no. Uh, because of copyright. Mine. <laughs> I don't think it's being... T- well, if I, I can guarantee it's not being taped. You have to be there or be nowhere. Uh, 84850, steve at uk, And uh, Tony says, I hope you'll come to the new Fairfield Halls when it's built by the plans I've seen. It looks very impressive. Uh, Love your show, says Richard. Uh, Did I hear you swear about Hitler? 
Yeah, possibly, yes. That was that uh, that ridiculous scenario, isn't it, where they were sort of saying this uh, this sort of man would, would sort of never offend again because he's obviously got three sides to his life. There's the side where he's a family man and everything else, and then there's a side which collects child pornography. And I go, yes, that's, so that's the reason, you know, he's, he's, he's lost his job, so it's the right to life. I said, yeah, it's a bit like Hitler, isn't it? You know, one minute, such a nice family man walking his dogs, the next minute, exterminating people. You know, it's as stupid as that. It's as stupid as that. The Titanic always makes the newspapers. The reason it makes the newspapers is because we're so fascinated by the ship that was named because they thought it would never sink until it met that iceberg. And now we all know about icebergs, that the bit you see floating up the top is not half as big as the bit that's under the water that you can't see. Sometimes it can be three or four times as big under the water. It's just a little bit that you see. I'm fascinated by icebergs. On that particular night, as the Titanic sailed off to America with all these people on board, and uh, they've sold all sorts of things off. Over the years, the memorabilia, you know, and I've told you a million times before, the best DVD to get is called Into the Abyss. And it's got the, it's the Disney-made film going down to the ship. They go down to the ship, they put cameras down into it, they go along the corridors in the ship, they go into some of the rooms. It's still down there. It's being eaten away by the animals in the ocean, it has to be said, who eat metal. Don't ask me what sort of animals they are. They're little microscopic things. And uh, they eat metal. So eventually it will just implode. The whole thing will just go, you won't hear it, because we're not there. It'll just fall in on itself, and it will just be reduced to a a part of rubble down there. Um, It's the most fascinating film. It really is, because you go down in this in this sort of bathosphere kind of affair, and then they turn on the floodlights. Two miles down, two miles, and there it is, sitting on the ocean floor, you know, big, big area, and there is half of the Titanic. They've only ever shown you the front bit, though. I want to know where the back bit is. That's the bit I want to see. There were cars on board this thing. There were people. Lots of people lost their lives. But they've just uh, got a letter from a survivor, and this is uh, the most senior officer to survive the Titanic. And it shows how brave the crew members calmly said goodbye to each other. Of the nine men who shook hands and stoically bid each other farewell on deck, only second officer Charles Lightoller lived. He took command of the last collapsible lifeboat in the 1912 tragedy. 1,500 people died. As he sailed back to England two weeks later, he responded to a colleague of Dr John Simpson, the ship's assistant surgeon, who'd been among the nine men who had written seeking news of his fate. On the White Star Line's headed paper, Lightoller wrote, I may say I was practically the last man to speak to Dr Simpson. On this occasion, he was walking along the boat deck with uh, Dr O'Loughlin, McElroy, Barker and four assistant purses. They were all perfectly calm in the knowledge that they'd done their duty and were still assisting by showing a calm and cool exterior to the passengers. Each one individually came up to me and shook hands. We merely exchanged the words, Goodbye, old man. The letter is going to be auctioned, they think, for 15,000 by Henry Aldrich and Son in Devizes, uh, coming up October 22nd. But uh, the auctioneer, Andrew Aldridge, said just two weeks after the disaster, it's still fresh and a lot of raw emotion comes out. Amazing, isn't it? They're just goodbye. What, what are they supposed to do? Burst into tears? They didn't know if they were going to survive the thing or, or not. As it turns out, they didn't. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Steve, if the door policy in Newcastle was based on size, the clubs would be empty. <laughs> This is the story in the paper which we read you a short while ago about a girl who claimed she was turned away because she was too big. She's only a size 10. I don't quite understand why you would turn somebody away. And they booked a table. 
And they booked a table. Even worse. Even worse. Dreadful, isn't it? That's how you get into clubs nowadays. That was years ago. If you wanted to get into Stringfellows, you just booked a table in the restaurant. And um, and then you sort of got in that way. And then you sat there. And then you just went downstairs when the club opened. Now, now I believe it's all lap dancing. But to be quite honest with you, it's not my kind of thing at all. Uh, 84850, uk. Uh, details of all the nice things that we've got for you on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. Uh, I'm donating, says Jason, my number one sovereign man. Thank you. Morning to the lovelies, he says. Yes, I'm expecting a, I'm expecting a nice lot of people. Of course, if you're over a certain size, I'm not sure we should let you in, really. Really, I mean, yeah, I might have to sort of, might have to sort of put a bar. I'd have to stand on the door actually and sort of check people, uh, check people out. And go, sorry, be sorry. Too fat. Off you go. Too thin. Too thin. Uh, too medium. Too 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 grey. Too... Oh God! Can you imagine? You could spend for ages. Actually, I've noticed what some of our other uh, presenters are doing around the building. Jamie Theakston's going to abseil. <laughs> Welcome to it. Welcome to it. You wouldn't get me abseiling. And uh, and then a lot of global presenters dressed as loud icons. You've never seen people dressing up like this before. Some of them just obviously seem to want to put different clothes on. That's all I'll say to you. That's all I'll say to you. Who's that one? Oh, Jamie Theakston again. I worry about Jamie. I seriously do. I worry about him. Uh, Vernon Kay. Who's he dressed as? He's Jim Morrison. Oh, that's OK, actually. But very much... Just remember that Vernon Kay is... A, is a, who's that? It's a mod. Is that... That's Ali Jones. Where's Ali Jones gone? Oh, he just looks smart, doesn't he? I could see a, a, as Mozart. Ali Jones as Mozart. That's quite a good one. Is that... Who's that? That's Boris Johnson, done by Katie Hopkins. That's good. Is this available to everybody? Can everybody look in? Oh, right. Makesomenoise.com. And you could donate on there and you can have a look at all the uh, all the different things. That's good, isn't it? Let's go back down the pictures again. See who looks the best. Oh, no, that's it. That's it, yeah. So, Ali Jones, very smart. I'm hoping he's going to wear that outfit. That's uh, Johnny Vaughan. I didn't dress up. I don't do dressing up. I'm way too old for that kind of thing. Vernon Kay. He's very good looking. It's sickeningly good looking. I couldn't... I can't be seen with people like that. Oh, look. That's Kate Garraway. That's nice. She's uh, she's doing the... Denis, Denis, Blondie. Da, 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 da. And, uh, yes, Jamie Theakston as Freddie Mercury. Uh, who's that? Who the goodness sake is that? Is that Roman Kemp? What? What? What's he dressed as? <laughs> I never know with these people. You have to go to this website to find out. It's very interesting. That's Roman Kemp. Well, I know. I know Dave Berry and George and uh, and Lila as well. And uh, and then there was a whole picture. I think there was a big group picture of all of them. There it is. A group picture of all of them. Uh, Roman Kemp. What is Roman Kemp as? Do we know? Is there any sort of that? Oh right, that Pope. That that Pope. That coat belongs to a pop star called Years and Years. Right. Oh, right. Oh, it is the real one, is it? Oh, right. I'm none the wiser, I'm afraid. I don't, I don't want to show my ignorance too early in the morning. But there you go. We were trying to get Nick, uh, Nick Ferrari to do it as, um, as Fred Flintstone, but he just he wouldn't bear all. You know what it's like nowadays. Whereas Ian Dale couldn't wait to get his kit off. Anyway, there's loads of, uh, loads of things on the site, loads of things on the LBC site, and uh, details of my show as well. And you can fundraise, uh, you can text as well to donate, or you can donate £10, or you can have a go for my competition as well. And I've got a whole stack of really, really nice things, which I'll read you out in about 15, 20 minutes, uh, which is courtesy of Media Powerhouse. And uh, and then tickets to my show at, I nearly said the Palladium again, at the Hippodrome. But it is a Frank Matcham theatre. 
And it is really smart and sophisticated and smooth, and you will you will like it, I promise you. Me and Alad Jones, and I bumped into Alad the other day. He's seriously busy at the moment. He's still touring in between doing his show for a, one of our sister stations, Classic, and, um, and still looks great. Sickening, isn't it? Sickening. But anyway, it'd be lovely. Uh, we have Trafalgar Square here in London. We also have traffic lights. Unfortunately, they're, they're proving a little bit complicated for people at the moment because we've got... Uh, you know, you get the little... It goes 10, 9, 8, and it counts down so you know how many times you can get across the road. But they've also got little little images. Two women holding hands crossing the road. Two men holding hands crossing the road. Two men are the, the symbol, you know, the round thing with the arrow pointing. And then transgender, which looks like it's a live-long and prosper kind of thing. And so it's PC crossing lights depicting same-sex pedestrians. What would Nelson say? What would he say? England expects every man, woman, transgender, bisexual, uh, to do his or her or their duty. And that's it. Near the London landmark, the same-sex female symbol. People must be getting really confused by this. Come to London. They're going, what, can we cross here? No, I'm terribly sorry. It's for gay people. This is, this is only for gay people who can cross the road here. And Sorry, transgender, you're, you're the next one over there. Thank you. Lesbian? A little bit further on, OK? And then you can all cross the, uh, the road. Uh, the ex-England boss, Sven Goran Eriksson, uh, says, I'll sue the fake shake. I believe there's about 16 of these uh, writs that are going to be going in and, and they could be seeking up to £800 million. I've no idea where that's coming from. Really no idea where it's coming from. It's very odd. Uh, Star Wars drones flying off the shelves for Christmas. That's what people want, a Star Wars drone. And there are toys that will break the bank. We've got Alpha Robot. This is an app-controlled robot. can sing, dance, perform somersaults and do Tai Chi, but it's £500. Mind you, it's quite super-duper. There's a little BMW mini beachcomber, 300 quid. Uh, comes with a remote control for parents. A Star Wars quadcopter. Uh, they can do battle by firing lasers. 199 quid. See, I quite like that idea. I do quite like that. Uh, and also the Star Wars virtual reality viewers. When you're watching the films, the Iron Man mask has a magnetised faceplate that can be detached from the helmet and has two glowing LED eyes. That's fairly, fairly scary. A VTech Kitty Zoom smartwatch. They can take photographs and film video. Slightly uh, scary. Slightly scary. But it's the, it's the drones and this, uh, this Alpha IS robot, which I quite fancy, actually. I mean, it's, it's £500. I can't afford it, but uh, by the time we get to Christmas, I might be sort of thinking differently. I might be going, oh, perhaps I could afford to buy that. Then I might think, no, definitely not. And uh, Bridget says, uh, I tried to book now and I couldn't, I couldn't do so. So I'm assuming it's fully... No, it can't be fully booked. Absolutely, it can't be fully booked. And so also JJ in Ealing says, I'm very disappointed. Can't make online booking to see you. Promise bank card good to go. Oh, right. I don't know how I can check this. You'll have to leave it with me. It can't be sold out already. I mean, it seriously can't be sold out. It's, it's, it's only just... Literally, it went online, I think. We, the, the producer's going to try and see if we can actually get something. I mean, I don't know whether or not it's been overloaded... Uh, or not. Oh, there we go. That looks fairly promising, doesn't it? Um, can you do... Yeah, you can do all sorts of things. You're going to have to put your card in now, aren't you? You can't. So, I don't know, actually. I don't know, actually, on that one. It's a bit difficult, really, isn't it? I suppose I, I could buy a couple of tickets. 
<laughs> just to see if it works. I don't know. I'm confused now because a few of you have now told me it isn't it isn't just sort of, you know, one. I've, I've had about three or four people saying that they can't make uh, payments. Now, whether or not it's overloaded the system, I don't know. Or whether the system's crashed, I don't know. I don't know. You only tried to buy one ticket. Do you think it would let you? See, the trouble is, I don't know at what point it stops you. At what point does it go, we, we can't compete? Yeah, if you were struggling for two seats together, I don't know how it works. But it's only 220 seats. I mean, it'd be, it'd be rivetingly exciting, Bridget, wouldn't it, if it had sold out already? I mean, that would be, uh, that, that would be some achievement, because we haven't even finished the programme yet. I mean, it's, it's not possible that it would have sold out this quickly. I would expect it maybe to sell out by next week or something. But um, I'll, I'll try and find out for you. But until the, uh, the charity people come, I can't do anything about it. I'm ever so sorry. If somebody else is trying, and it's not being sold through our website, is it? Is it through another server? Right, it's being sold through the Hippodrome. So I don't know whether or not you've overloaded their system, whether they can't cope for the... I'm, I, seriously, I don't know. I don't know. So we, we'll, we'll, we'll check and we'll see if we can find out for you, OK? But if, if you haven't been able to get through, I'm very sorry. And uh, we'll, we'll see if we can sort it out for you, OK? Uh, what have we got for you this morning? Well, apart from making some noise and apart from all sorts of nice things that uh, you can go and have lunch with Nick Ferrari and Nigel Farage, that did very well. Last year, that was that. I mean, that was very, very successful, very successful, and uh, and it looks like it's going to be equally successful at the moment. There's all sorts of other nice goodies on there, and uh, as you'll hear throughout the day, there's all sorts. Of, we've got a whole. There's a whole building here that's come alive with all these things. People are baking cakes. People are doing all sorts of things. If you want to go and have lunch with Nigel Farage and uh, Nick Ferrari, you've only got four hours left on it, and it's up to four thousand and thirteen pounds. 4,030. I have to be honest, it's actually a really good prize. It's a really nice thing to have because he's very entertaining. Very entertaining. And, uh, and you've got till 9.30. 9.30. And uh, Nick, Nick Ferrari will be along to make the lunch extra special. The people who got it last year loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's at the Elegant Franco's. Very nice. Very nice indeed. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Globals make some noises. LBC's charities, you know, supporting disadvantaged children and young people across the UK. There are so many small projects that struggle to get heard, so we're giving them a voice. One of those is the XP Support Group, a charity that provides care and support for parents of children with XP, which is a a rare genetic condition in which any sort of UV light damages their skin. It means that children can't go outside in the sunshine, play in the garden or walk to school. Ibra's daughter, Aksa, has the condition. Hello, my name is Ibra Hussain, and I'm the father of Aksa Hussain. She's got a rare genetic condition called XP. Uh, any sort of UV light affects them. It damages the skin. It was quite, quite shocking and devastating to know, you know, like out of millions of people in the world, we were the ones to be, have, have such a rare condition. The future for my child when we got that diagnosis was quite bleak because we thought to ourselves, OK, she can't go outside. How is she going to go to school? How is she going to grow up, go to work? She has to cover herself, her face, her body all the time. What's going to happen for her? She's going to lose confidence. She won't be able to go out. She won't socialise, things like that. Everything went through her head at the, when we find out. Even in school when they play games outside, she can't be a part of them. As a parent, it's heartbreaking because my old mother, children, they all just do what they want to do and she can't. But luckily we had the XP sport group. 
everybody there to help us and from there we met other families with the kids with the same condition and we talked to them everything so he built it up build our confidence and also he built our daughter's confidence to see that these are the people out there with the same condition and we are dealing with it And that's where your money goes, straight to small projects like the XP support group so they can help and support people like Ibra and Aksa. To donate £10, text LBC10, that's LBC10 without a space, to 70070, 70070. Standard network charges may apply. If you're under 16, please ask the bill payers' permission first. And the T's and C's are at lbc.co.uk. Thank you very much. 24 minutes to six, and uh, I've got one as well. We're having problems with the, um, with the Hippodrome site. We think, we think you get directed from here to the Hippodrome site. And it's uh, Jason and Ascot said you get uh, error on it. Now, whether or not that's a problem with their failing, their, their system's gone down... Or whether or not that's what it puts up. We're not, we're not really too sure, actually. It, it, it could be sold out. We don't know. I find it very difficult to believe it's sold out. I mean, we've only just put the blooming thing on sale. It can't have sold out that quickly, surely. I mean, we know that Steve Allen's very popular, you know. But, I mean, even so, even by my standards, that's, that's pretty... That, 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 that kind of actually might even... Be, oh, no, it's not going to beat the... Um, it's not going to beat the, uh, the theatre, is it? Which uh, Jan looks after, the Queen's in Hornchurch. I mean, that was... I think it was about 20 minutes... That was a sellout in 20... I mean, that was even unbelievable. But literally, she said they were queuing outside the, the theatre when we did this one-man show years ago, back in 2007, I think. And, um, and then she said... And then the phones went mad when they opened the phone lines. They didn't open the box office till 10, I think. But there was already a queue round the block. And, um, and then the, it just went mad. Mad, mad. Well, it sounded a bit mad. Uh, anyway, I'm um, just checking on uh, Jacksonville in Florida. The, uh, the rains have started ahead of this storm. They're closing down the theme parks. 340 people approximately have died in Haiti following Hurricane Matthew. That's according to the authorities. And what the governor of Florida is saying is get out. Get out. It's safer to get out and then come back in after it's gone past because the rain has started now. After the rain's going to come the winds. There's people there who must be panicking, I should imagine. They've got all their boats tied up there. Florida is, you know, a huge holiday destination for the Brits. There should be about 50,000, I think, over there at the moment. And so they're trying to get people out. You can see pictures of palm trees swaying. And uh, that's just, the, that's just the, the first little bit. The first little bit. Uh, Can you wish my brother, says Hannah, uh, Mike Harley, a very happy birthday. He's currently running marathons in each of the 28 EU countries for charity. He's also visited 92 football grounds in 92 hours in 2014. What a guy. What a guy. Yes, absolutely. Well done to to him. Uh, Talking of Fred Flintstone, I understand, allegedly, says Jackie. Judge Rinder will be dressing as him for his Strictly Dance on Saturday. God, is he still in the programme? How dreadful. Um, Sorry. Christmas is so commercial, Steve. I prefer Thanksgiving. A group of American friends and I celebrate every year. All the fun of food and family, but none of the stress and expensive presents. See, I like the idea. I like the idea that sort of people are are sort of doing things like that. I just think it's a good time Christmas, isn't it? And... um, well, Sally says, although I try my best, I don't think I could drink that much to bid for the lunch date with Nigel and Nick. Could I bid for a copy of your book? You have written one. I've never mentioned it. I've tried to keep it fairly quiet, as you know me. And um, Paul in Carmarthenshire says, uh, I have to say, I enjoy, I really enjoy your show. Uh, I travel to the office early every morning, always listen to local radio, but you really do put the spark in my day. 
Well, that's what we like, actually, isn't it? I quite like the idea of putting the spark in your day. And uh, I know Port Y. Oh, they're losing local... Oh, see, I don't mind them losing local radio listeners because you, you lose to the professionals. You know, I think it's BBC Radio, I think. Uh, I'm the boss, and I'm waiting to hear the rotor. I'm a newsreader at an independent Scottish radio station in Fife. Hard to get volunteer freelancers. Really? No kidding. <laughs> I don't know, actually. Actually, funny thing is, we were talking about Scotland only earlier on. We were talking about the cr- the, the, the Crossocks. The Trossocks. I don't know why we were talking about the Trossocks. Only because Paul Smith, uh, our newsreader, you probably guessed from his accent, is Welsh. And <coughs> Sorry. Uh, Steve, I've just got um, three tickets, says Tony and Ryslip. Didn't work on my iPhone, but straight through on the MacBook. Uh, only, says Jason, Steve Allen and Apple's iPhone 6 could crash websites. I know. I mean, I, I find it somewhat, somewhat exciting at the same time. Clicked on the link and Paul in Ascot, he said, I've just managed to, uh, to get through at 6am. He said, clicked on the link, a website at 6am. Was that yesterday? We haven't got to 6am. We're only 20 to 6 at the moment. He said, successful though. And um, another one, uh, Jan says, very true. You'll always hold the record at the Queen's Theatre because in those days there was no online booking. Never been anything like it before or since. There you go. I mean, that, that was I mean, that was just a phenomenal thing, wasn't it, Jan? I mean, that really was. Anyway, I wish you lots of uh, lots of blessings. And uh, Mike in Finchley says, I now can't get back to sleep. He says, can you stop being interesting? And, well, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm a little bit sort of lacklustre today. I'll tell you for why. I'll tell you for why. Because this week has been the week of all weeks where I've had so many interviews to do. I think this week I've managed to get through uh, about six or seven interviews. Uh, next week is a bit lighter for me. I like it when it's a little bit lighter, just so I can recharge. I need I need the break to, to recharge the batteries. And uh, when you get to my age, the batteries are sort of, they take a bit longer to re- recharge. So Monday, uh, I've got uh, a screening to go to because I've got Ron Howard coming in on th- Thursday of next week. Ron, Yes, Ron Howard. That Ron Howard. Yes, that one. Uh, the site for the ticket bookings is working. Uh, there's also a telephone number. I've booked uh, two tickets for friends, says David. That's nice. So thank you for that. Actually, at this rate, we might sell out before the end of the programme. You never know. Go to the LBC website. And you can go to, you can go to the Hippodrome Casino uh, website and you can find it on there. And I think it just comes under Steve Allen in conversation. And so you can find it so you can book, book direct through them. But there's only 220 seats. It's, it's what they call in time eight. We like in time eight. Talking of intimate, here she is, poor old uh, Victoria Beckham. Uh, the fashion flops. You've never seen such ghastly outfits. I mean, seriously, one of them, uh, she was wearing one of her own designs. It was the most ridiculous, shapeless dress we've ever seen. Then she turned up looking like a demented airline pilot. I mean, she's really had some ghastly outfits. Small wonder she has to keep borrowing money. Don't borrow my money. She has to keep taking money out of his account. Don't touch my money. She has to help herself out, doesn't she, really? Kim covers up after the £8 million robbery ordeal. About blooming time, dear. Should have done it before. And so she's decided that uh, she's going to be sort of stepping away from social media. Well, I think so too, dear. You've been flashing your uh, your cash about, flashing your jewellery about, and somebody somewhere is going to be going, yeah, we'll have a little bit of that, shall we? We'll have a little bit of that. Uh, working at night does not raise the risk of breast cancer, the papers say. And guess whose birthday it is today? And he keeps apologising for still being alive. Clive James is 77. And uh, he's, uh, he's two years ago, 
he was predicting his uh, imminent death, and he said, I'm terribly sorry, I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh, also, the moped mugger, we managed to catch him. And uh, this is interesting, because this is a mugger. In one hour, on the back of his little, um, his little moped... Uh, his name is Cavell Hudson, a stupid name for a stupid man, but he snatched 21 telephones and they tracked him. They actually got him. He was tracked with his little friend and uh, moped muggings have rocketed. Just be well aware of it. I can only say that to you as a piece of advice. What he would do, be sitting on the back of this of this moped and just grabbing phones from pedestrians. 21 in an hour. Anyway, it was a 20-minute chase. Finally, he was uh, he was cornered. And little Cavell, who obviously likes prison food in the company of men, uh, is off to prison. They had a, a moped with false number plates and uh, they got three in Islington, uh, ten handsets in Camden, two in Hackney, five across Westminster, one in Tower Hamlets. He was only closed, only caught when at Ridley Road Market they managed to corner him. So silly little girl's blouse, Cavell, silly little name, silly little person. Off to prison and uh, hopefully rots in there. He's been jailed for a total of 40 months. He was locked up for 12 months last year after being part of a gang on mopeds. He's a bit stupid, isn't he, really, poor old Cavill? He doesn't learn anything. But uh, just be careful that if you're standing by the side of the road and you start texting, you take your mind off the ball and somebody will go past on a little moped and they'll just grab it out of your hand. And because you're not expecting it, you lose it. And, of course, it's still connected, the phone because you've opened it up, so they don't even have to look for a password. They just keep it open all the time. But uh, the phones have each gone back to their owners. But little Cavill, uh, poor little soul, his accomplice has never been traced. It doesn't matter because Cavill's going to prison for a few years. And as I say, I'm sure he'll sort of come out and uh, see the error of his ways. If not, we'll kick his little butt around. I think that's the best thing to do. They, they went through a market. People had to scatter. I'd have pushed myself into the bike, knocked him over on it. Police would have got them. They were tracking them on the helicopter. You can't get away from the helicopters. Definitely. And da, 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 da. repair your own holes in the road. The cash strap council who have been training volunteers to fix potholes. I thought we weren't allowed to do that. Do you remember there was a council a short while ago? There was a man. It must have been last year. And he was sweeping snow away from his piece of pavement. The, you know, the drive that went up. And the council, what are you doing? And I was sweeping the snow away. You're not allowed to do that. Because they thought that if he swept it away, it would expose ice. And then people could fall over. They're a bit dumb, some councils. A bit dumb. And, um... And so they're now training volunteers to fix potholes. I think we should start suing a bit more. I'm all in favour of that. Uh, all in favour of that. Uh, another pop reunion, says Jan Moyer. What, uh, what are you thinking? She's thinking. She's thinking big thumbs down for Bross. She's not, uh, not a big fan here. She says, you know, they're all doing it. You know, people sort of coming back. Uh, there's also an Andy Williams Christmas extravaganza. He's been dead for the past God knows uh, how many years. Four years, I think. Uh, in addition, Brian May, Kenny Rogers and Roy Wood of Wizard are all playing concerts at the moment. All this time travel is very confusing. Sometimes I don't know if I'm coming or going, but as my mother would say, what's new? Next thing, you know, she says, Matt and Luke Goss will be reforming Bross and... Uh, that's it. Yeah, did you see them? Yeah, they were in the building. They, they, they did upstairs because Toby got a, a picture of them. And uh, did they know? Did they look at you? Yeah, I think you're just guessing now. It was about God knows how many years ago. It was only about sort of eight years ago. I'm sure that they wouldn't remember that at all. But, uh, let's see if they sell 20,000, shall they? Let's see if we can sell 220 to you for the, uh, the Steve Allen in conversation. Perhaps they'll come. Perhaps they'll buy tickets for the show. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Then Matt can bring his guitar and sing us a song. When will I... Oh, well, I've missed the time now. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. 
Luckily, lots of you have been buying tickets for the show at the Hippodrome, which is on the 12th of December. Uh, seven o'clock. I decided seven. I thought seven was a more sensible time, actually. And so even Gordon and Caroline, formerly of Betchworth and Charlwood, now in Newdigate, uh, have got tickets. But they also found a couple of photos from the first show in Hornchurch. How young and virile we all were and luckily still are now. So uh, I should look forward to seeing you as well. Actually, it'd be nice to see lots of people I've not seen for, for many a year. We are still alive, aren't we? Joan managed to get some tickets as well for, uh, for herself, Wendy and Maz. So uh, look forward to seeing you. And in fact, if you want to come and join us, go to the LBC website. Or failing that, go to the Hippodrome website and you can buy the tickets uh, from there. And it seems to be working. So perhaps it was just our end that it, uh, that it crashed. But uh, we're very grateful you're buying tickets, which is nice. So uh, that's that's the thing to do, Jason. It's definitely to go to the, uh, the Hippodrome's website and then you can get them through through that, uh, which is good. I've got a story about some people being um, thrown off um, a uh, a plane the other day. They say they were thrown off the plane for being bearded Asians and it was racist. The airline has a completely different story, as you can well imagine. So what is it? This is four friends thrown off a holiday flight to Turkey after being accused of repeatedly playing an audio track featuring the word bomb. On a mobile phone. They're obviously a bit stupid, aren't they? Uh, the group, including two dentistry students, were met on arrival by armed officers after cabin crew reported they'd been extremely disruptive. The friends yesterday denied the claim, said they'd been targeted as bearded Asians and branding their treatment as racist. But, of course, that's the old excuse, isn't it, really? If they really were doing it. They're named in the paper today. They're 18, 19. The airline said they'd been extremely disruptive and that one had upset passengers by repeatedly playing an audio track on a mobile in which the word bomb was used several times. So Turkish police armed, boarded and removed them. They were later refused entry to their return flight at the end of their holiday. Thomas Cook said the group had insulted crew members and refused to sit down. So rather stupid little boys, silly little boys. And uh, a spokesman said this is not a case of an inexperienced crew overreacting to some boisterous lads. This was cabin crew with over 10 years' experience. And this was some of the worst (coughs) behaviour that they've experienced. Uh, One of them comes from uh, Oldham. He insisted they hadn't caused a problem. He said the crew manager accused them of saying the word bomb and of saying they'd left a bag containing a bomb in the toilet. We know we didn't say bomb and we didn't have a bomb. Well, of course, you didn't have a bomb. You're just being a bit silly, aren't you, really? It was embarrassing. I'd never see anything like that on an aircraft. He denied any of the group had played an offensive recording. He said, saying it was impossible to do so, as there was no Wi-Fi connection. He said, we were having a laugh and a joke. As they were escorted from the plane, the cabin crew manager said, I can't believe you've said bomb on a plane. It's disgusting and you'll never fly with Thomas Cook again. But he claimed they'd been targeted because they were bearded Asians. Don't be so stupid, honestly. You're just somebody who hasn't been bothered to shave by the look of it, really. Another passenger... Uh, said, I never heard anything about bombs. There was no bad behaviour. The group were released by police, but when they turned up at uh, Dalman Airport, uh, they were turned away and had to pay £125 each to fly with Pegasus. A Thomas Cook Airline spokesman said, we do not tolerate such severely disruptive behaviour. I mean, if it's true, you know, they obviously decide. You don't, the cabin crew don't need to make these sort of things up. It's ridiculous. Uh, take your friend, son, to Wembley tomorrow, Steve. First ever match. They better win, says Jason. Yes. Somebody, somebody, is that the first match after Sam Allardyce? Will it make any difference? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Do you know they've actually said a thing about, uh, sorry, changing the subject completely. They've asked fish and chip shops to give smaller portions. Excuse me? This is the government interfering again. Mind your own business. We don't want smaller portions of chips. 
That's the whole idea of going to the fish and chip shop. You get nice portions of chips. Uh, Steve, these little wannabe gangsters that rob on mopeds are the same ones that always bleat when they're stopped for police chains. Why are you stopping me? Yeah, but this one, 21 phones in an hour. And it's generally people like us, Barry, standing by the side of the road, texting. Somebody just cycles past on these little mopeds, which grip grab gone. It's as simple as that. Anyway, he's in prison now, so, you know, he'll be making company with a lot of men who'll be looking forward to meeting him. Which is quite nice, isn't it? I always like things like that. It makes me feel a lot better about life. A lot, lot better about life. Uh, Gary says, pleased to say I managed to get two tickets. Uh, went through the Hippodrome website, although I'm not sure how seat allocation works. I've, do you know, I've got no idea. No idea. And uh, Noreen says, I've sorted Bridget out with a ticket. Also Jan Sullivan. Can you send love again to Beryl? Still poorly. But uh, we're at a show tomorrow. Shall we much missed. The Searchers, Gary Puckett... Chip Hawks, Brian Poole, PJ Proby. Cool, blimey, that's a good one, isn't it? That is a good one. Listen, I think tickets are going well for this show. It'll be quite nice. I'm hoping to get a phone call by the end of today saying that, uh, that the show is sold out. If not, I shall be mentioning it um, on, on Sunday morning. On Sunday morning. There's only 220 seats, though. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a nice evening, and I'm sure we shall have a nice time together, as indeed we always do whenever we do these things. Sun newspaper this morning. Quickly on the front page, uh, the energy fat cats fleecing the families. Cops probing Kim Minder, which is what we thought they would have to do. Victoria Beckham has revealed she eats salmon every day to keep her skin clear, which, of course, is a load of old hooky, because eating salmon every day does not make your skin clear. It really doesn't. And uh, she was told to stick to this diet by a, a dermatologist in Los Angeles. You can find any of these people over there. They can tell you, you know, sticking pencils in your ears will probably cure it. She says, I've known him for years and he sorted my skin out called makeup dear perhaps she's missed that bit i don't know but uh, the fashion designer who has four children said she works out twice before leaving for work each morning and she feels she's doing her duty to womankind by sharing her beauty habits really well you've only just mentioned it dear i mean you are 190 why haven't you just mentioned it now is it there was some sort of backhander going on here you sort of just bought a salmon farm somewhere i can't think of any other reason why you'd be mentioning it nobody's interested people eat so you don't want to eat it every day very bad to eat every day let me just tell you that now Okay, you've got to do a varied diet. Much easier, much, much easier. Uh, also, uh, the bankrupt minder quiz. And uh, as I say, he looks slightly dodgy, doesn't he? I mean, he can't be that daft. I mean, surely that wouldn't be the case, would it? That you're a minder with debts of a million euros and then she conveniently gets robbed. I mean, the odds of that happening are just remote, aren't they? I think it's just very odd. Um, who have we got here? Oh, Corbyn. And uh, he sparked uproar by appointing a peer accused of a whitewash to the shadow cabinet, Shami Chakrabarti, who was panned for her report on anti-Semitism, has been made shadow attorney general. What does that mean? Shadow attorney general. That means just in the shadow of everybody else. Ghastly person. Ghastly person. And now Diane Abbott, who dated Mr Corbyn. Obviously, that paid off a Diane. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Say no more, darling. Kept him with the right one, and you've now got that job. Both women have been accused of hypocrisy for sending their kids to expensive private schools. Yes, Diane Abbott's son appeared on LBC. I go to a private school. Do you really, said the presenter. Who's your mum? My mum's Diane Abbott. Woo! That one hit the fan. That one really hit the fan. So we led the way on that one. Too fat for the club. The girl again. He's obviously been given a pair of heated rollers for Christmas. And uh, she'd booked to celebrate her 20th birthday at the Libertine. But outside the venue, staff who have told the group their big size wasn't a look the club wanted. But, uh, but then the club later... I mean, I don't know where they got this from. Later, the club said, we'd never reject anybody. I mean, to be honest with you, she doesn't look that big. She just looks a bit... Like, a bit 20, I don't know. I don't really know, but I just don't understand why. 
You know, there's a picture of her at her 20th birthday. She looks perfectly normal. Can't understand that one. That's very odd, isn't it? Um, a lonely heart counsellor has sparked fury with a dating website wish list that bans women with kids unless their dad is dead. I know. I couldn't believe it either. Romeo Fury. Dead picky data. Tick. Mums. Unless the dad's R.A.P. Size 12 or above. Disgusting tats. I think you should have to tell people who've got tattoos. You want somebody to turn up, they've got tattoos all over the place. I mean, that would be a dreadful thing, wouldn't it? Uh, a game that splats kids in the face with cream. Tipped to be the uh, number one uh, toy uh, at Christmas. Say Hamleys. It's called Pie Face Showdown. It's already a smash on social media at 25 quid. And they say that could be on the wish list to Santa. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Surely kids can come up with something a wee bit more expensive. I mean, £25. Not even a proper present, is it? So that could be the number one. I think not. Coming up, news at six. Police probing Kim's broke guard. It just seems a bit odd, doesn't it, really? Uh, Helen Flanagan. I mean, just stop doing silly interviews, Helen. Concentrate on trying to be an actress, OK? Admit the fact that nobody's interested in you outside of of Coronation Street. That's why it died completely. Uh, selfies. They're a sign of an illness if you take selfies. The erotic writer on why bisexuality is blooming. The holiday lad's fury at plain bombs claim. Cash has had its chips. Cards take over. See, I use cash. Hardly ever use cards. Cliff Richard launches legal action against the police and the BBC. And the pervert policeman who sent sexy selfies has finally been kicked off the force. All of that and more are the side of the news at six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Let's make some noise day, being Friday the 7th of October. If you go to the LBC website, there's all sorts of exciting goodies on there that will tempt you. You might want to go for lunch with Nick Ferrari and uh, some bloke called Farage. I can't remember you out. You probably won't have heard of him. Anyway, that's, uh, that's doing very well. In fact, I'm just looking at a picture of Mr Farage on the television. Actually, last year, I think that was one of our top... Our top items. Uh, you can also have lunch with Katie Hopkins. That would be a lunch and a half. That would be a lunch and a half. She, she hardly eats anything, so you could eat her food at the same time. That's very good value. Uh, there's a golfing holiday on there. There's all sorts of things. Oh, and there's... Well, you don't really bid for it. You just buy a ticket for me live with In Conversation with my good friend Ali Jones. And that's on the 12th of December at the Hippodrome. I'm reliably informed, actually. I think... Uh, who was it who told me? Somebody told me that, in fact, it's round tables... So you can have a glass or two of Prosecco, or three or four, I should imagine. And, um, I mean, it's it's good, actually. At 6am, is that how much we've raised so far? That really? £423,000. Good God in heaven. Good Lord above. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to come along and uh, see me live and in person, and believe you me, catch me while I'm living, uh, the best thing to do is to go to the LBC website. That'll direct you to the Hippodrome's website, and you can buy tickets for the show on the 12th of December. And we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, There is a story in the paper. This is a really odd story. Do you remember the story that I was telling you the other day about Richard Keyes and his wife? And... He's out somewhere else, and the story was that he cheated on her with somebody else. And now, of course, where he is, they have public lashings in Qatar. This is illegal. It doesn't matter whether you're a foreigner or anybody else. What you've done is you've, you've sort of been with somebody outside of marriage. Now, the interesting thing is, and I can't read all of this, this column out, but Kelvin McKenzie's column today... Whew, this... you. He says, bullying got keys in the door. He said, you wouldn't want to be Mrs. Richard Keys, would you? First of all, she had to live with this self-involved... Then he used a rude word. 
for decades. Well, it gets better. It gets much, much better. Finally, Julia, left with keys, gets some good news. That having been fired from Sky for sexism, which he was, I can't... I remember vaguely that. I remember vaguely. But anyway, Keys finds work 3,000 miles away and she doesn't have to go with him. Then comes the bad news, writes uh, Kelvin in his column in The Sun. You can... <laughs> I can't even read the next line. It's too rude. It's too rude. But it involves... You know, you can have sex with as many camels, basically, as you want to out there. But the one thing you can't do is adultery. Adultery is punishable and he would be whipped. So anyway, uh, Kelvin says, so he put the arm on Mrs Keys, and she then retracts. This is what we thought was very odd about the whole story. Do you remember? One, one day she's saying this, then the next day um, she's saying, well, no, I now believe it didn't happen. Disgraced bullying. If Keys doesn't like this article, says uh, Kelvin... Uh, I would be grateful if he would sue me. My first item of evidence would be a video that's been making its way around Fleet Street offices for years. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that's, called, that's called, like, laying down the gauntlet, isn't it? That's a course of, you know, we want to sue? I've got the evidence. I can prove things. God, bloody honestly. Obviously, no love lost there. No love lost there. Nori says, I will be at the show after all. Oh, thank goodness for that. And uh, another one says, uh, are you suggesting when this vile little robber goes to prison, there'll be big lags there who'll make him their their uh, rich person? Says Mick. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is the uh, that is the way forward. Hopefully that might kind of put him off offending again. They do that in America. When they catch little tea leaves like that, people who thieve, uh, they generally sort of take them into prison uh, before that's even got to that situation. And they, uh, and they have old lags coming in explaining exactly what life is going to be like in prison. And it's, uh, it, it, it's not very pleasant. It's not very pleasant at all. And so that generally puts them off a life of offending because they say, listen, if you're a young person going into prison, and this, this one's about 20, there's be people who'd be uh, looking out for people like you going in there. And not in a good way. Not in a good way. So uh, never mind. Too late. He's already gone. Uh, and uh, we don't have to worry about it. Uh, what else we got? The actress ready for a comeback after depression. Helen Flanagan, dreary, boring, dull, go away, had enough. OK, your career didn't take off. It, uh, it really, it finished ages ago. You didn't make it big in America. There was no opportunity of ever making it uh, big, you know, in America at all. Uh, there's also uh, a nice picture of uh, Penny Lancaster. Uh, Penny showing off her wild side. Uh, whilst on holiday with Rod Stewart. They're out there. As I've said um, lots of times this morning, you need to go to the LBC website if you want to see all the goodies that uh, that we've got for Make Some Noise. And uh, if you go to the Make Some Noise website, you can see lots of nice pictures and everything else. Plus, of course, we've got... And I think I think we're doing very well on selling out of the show. I think, uh, I think we're, we're practically there. Practically there on that one. But uh, there might be a, a few tickets left... So we'll wait and see. And also, we've got uh, all that big bundle of home entertainment gadgets, thanks to Media Powerhouse. Uh, we've got, in this bundle, in this, but this all comes as one package, incidentally, uh, a Samsung TV, 49-inch, iPad mini, home cinema projector, Apple TV, GoPro camera. And to win that fabulous bundle of tech and support our charity, you text the word tech... It's not that difficult. T-E-C-H. And you send it to 84850. A voluntary donation of just £3 from every text goes straight to our charity, helping to change young lives. So it's tech. T-E-C-H. 
and you send it to 84850. Standard network rate supply. You need to be 18 or over. You've got until 11pm on the 9th of October to enter. You're playing across all participating radio stations, which can be found alongside the T's and C's at lbc.co.uk. So text tech, T-E-C-H, and send it to 84850. Good luck, actually. But go and check out on the LBC website of, uh, of exactly what we've got available for you today. Some nice things. The, uh, the lunch with Farage is doing particularly well. But that did, as I say, that, I said that a minute, minute ago. That did particularly well last time. Uh, last time round, I think that was the, one of our top items. There's a nice golfing holiday if you're a, a golfing fanatic. There's also lunch with Katie Hopkins. I think there's the ultimate uh, LBC experience. It's a money can't buy one. Uh, this is your chance to go behind the scenes at LBC, see life behind the microphone. You can watch Nick Ferrari's uh, show. That's up to uh, 1,952. And you've got three hour, one day, three hours, 21 minutes left. Closes during Andrew Castle's show tomorrow. So you'll take a tour of our state-of-the-art... Um, oh, actually, it's quite nice, this one. I've just noticed. Uh, you join Andrew Castle on the roof terrace for brunch. Uh, I did that last year, actually. And if that wasn't enough, you make your way to the Modern Pantry, where you'll have a delectable afternoon tea for two with bubbles. With bubbles. They mean champagne. With bubbles. I quite like the idea of that. You'll then finish off the evening and wind down with an overnight stay at one of London's finest luxury hotels, the Courthouse Shoreditch Hotel, in their stunning Dalston room. So that's nice, isn't it? So you can bid now. It's on the LBC uh, website. And you can find out more on the, uh, the prize and you can check out the Courthouse Hotel as well. And so well done to the Modern Pantry and the Courthouse Shoreditch Hotel for that uh, very generous prize. And uh, you'll love it. You'll love it. You can have a look around LBC. It's very impressive. Seriously, it's very impressive. You have a nice, uh, nice time. Uh, you can also, uh, another one here, bid for a trip to Washington, D.C., which is, uh, and that looks beautiful. The, the picture alone has sold it to me. And so you can go to Washington, D.C. And so far, this is up to, this is up to £2,551. And that's got six hours, 16 minutes. So half past 12 today. So you get... A night stay at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, heart of the US capital. Then you stay three nights at a top four-star hotel in Washington City, which includes breakfast. Go to see a fashion centre at Pentagon City. This trip includes a $500 Simon Shopping Spree gift card to spend at any one of 170 fashion centres in Pentagon City. Not only that, you'll enjoy dinner for two at the Matchbox restaurant, a vintage Pizza Bistro, which offers modern and delicious dining. And then you'll have tickets for the big bus tour. You can hop on and hop off at over 45 landmarks. You can go to Madame Tussauds. We've got a day's bike rental. And um, that sounds quite nice, isn't it? That's a, good, that's a good one there and very cheap. So thanks to United Airlines, the fashion centre at Pentagon City. Big bus tours and bike and roll DC. It's lovely, isn't it? That's a very nice one. There's a, there's a golf one as well. I noticed a golf one. I know there's lots of uh, people who are fanatics of golf. And this one, the highest bidder, will get four VIP tickets to the Open at Birkdale, get the chance to lift the claret jug and go on a luxury golf trip to Portugal. So far, and this one's got 12 hours, 15 minutes. It's up to 2,652 
£1,000. Just before Ian Dale's show, you'll fly with Modic Airlines to Faro. You and a guest will spend three nights at luxurious Vale de Lobo Resort, one of the best-established luxury golf and beach resorts in the Algarve. They've got two, not one, but two magnificent 18-hole golf courses. The prize includes two rounds of golf with buggy and clubs on the Royal and Ocean Golf Courses. Vale de Lobo have their own sandy beach, tennis centre, spa, fitness centre, and numerous bars and restaurants. That's the best bit, isn't it? And uh, then... We'll be giving the lucky winner four VIP tickets to attend the 146th Open at Royal Birkdale in 2017. You will enjoy full hospitality at the Champions Club, where you'll be treated to breakfast, lunch and afternoon tea on the final day of the Championship on Sunday, the 23rd of July. And to top it all, we'll give you the opportunity to lift the famous claret jug just hours before it's presented to... The winner. I don't know what that one's up to at the moment. What would I say that one was? That's up to £2,652. You've got 12 hours, 15 minutes to bid on the ultimate luxury golf experience. And I know there's many golfers listening at the moment. So uh, good luck to all of you there. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Making some noise this morning uh, with loads of nice goodies, loads of nice goodies on the LBC website. And uh, that, but it, you've got you've to be quick to get in with these ones. Also... Uh, the details have now been released that I'm doing my live show. It's an in-conversation with these... Uh, I love the way they put down with a live Steve Allen, as, a, as opposed to what? I suppose that could be a hologram, couldn't it? I'd be like Laurence Olivier in the show Time. But uh, my good friend, Ali Jones, is going to be uh, introducing me at the Hippodrome. We'll have a chat, and uh, we'll do, we haven't done it for many years, so it's a, it's, uh, it's a bit of an experience if you haven't been to one of these shows before. It's all, it's all very nice. People are very nice about everybody, and everybody is really wonderful. So if you go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, I'll be at the Hippodrome Theatre in Leicester Square on Monday the 12th of December, and uh, and you'll get stuff there that you probably won't get on the radio, probably for legal and decent reasons. And all the money we raise from the night goes to Global's Make Some Noise. You need to get your tickets in quickly. I know we've been doing quite well with it. There are only 220 tickets available. There are only 220 tickets available. Um, I can just also say to you, due to the venue, uh, the event is over 18s only because it's a casino. If you're lucky enough to look under sort of 18, 25, I think, you must bring photo ID. Uh, the kind of thing that you think to yourself, photo ID, what would that be? Driving licence would be fairly useful, uh, just, in, just in case. And it raises money for very, very good causes. It raises money for the charity, which is Global's Make Some Noise, that helps children and young people suffering from illness or disability across the UK. And you can do your bit by buying a ticket for that. And all the money raised will go. We don't take a penny piece out for expenses or anything else like that. Okay, It all goes to help disadvantaged children. Young people with no voice, we become their voice, you become their benefactor. It's a a win-win situation. And so... That's why we appeal to you today for Global's Make Some Noise. Uh, the other thing we've got is we're here tomorrow, of course, being Saturday. Hopefully by that time we'll have raised some serious cash. We raised some serious cash last year, so we raised some serious cash this year. It's only for one day in the year, only for one day, and this has been a year in the planning. So all of that uh, you'll hear today on LBC. All the programmes get involved with it. Uh, Nick Ferrari's got uh, that nice lunch with Farage. I mean, that seems like quite a nice idea of sitting down, just having lunch and drinking and eating. 
and uh, that's up to about £4,000 so far. So we need to sell my show out as quick as possible. I need to sort of... I've, I've got to work on this one a bit harder. So uh, tomorrow I'm with you as well. Between 5 and 7, between 5 and 6, it's the best of Steve Allen. You will be hearing part of this programme again tomorrow as we talk about Make Some Noise. Uh, hopefully by that time the show will have sold out. But we keep our fingers crossed, shall we? I'd love to see you down there. On the 12th of December, so you've got a little bit of a time to uh, to get round and sort of recoup the money from somewhere. But uh, it all goes to a, uh, excuse me, a very, very good cause. Between 6 and 7 tomorrow, every Saturday, it's In Conversation. And my first guest on In Conversation this weekend, author, playwright, former politician, released his first novel, Not a Penny More, Not a Penny Less, in 1976. Since then, his works have been published in 97 countries and more than 37 languages, selling an astonishing 270 million books. It's Lord Geoffrey Archer, and Geoffrey told me it can often be an uphill struggle for a new author. It's just as tough to write a book that isn't published as it is to write a book that is published. It's damned hard work. So I have immense sympathy when someone writes and says, what do I do next? Nobody wants to read my book. No publisher would applies to my letters. I have great sympathy because, as I say, the first 17 publishers turned down not a penny more, not a penny less. Uh, and the 18th took it. Jonathan Cape sold 3,000. And then uh, Pan took the paperback and sold a few. Uh, but I say to people, oh, but four people have turned me down, Jeffrey. I say, you're nowhere near the starting no, line. I know, I know. I had a friend who used to work in radio. He wanted to work in radio, and he would send off his little demo tapes. Uh-huh. And he had a book of rejections, the standard rejection letter. Thank you very much indeed for your recent application. Unfortunately, we have nothing available at the moment, nor do we see anything available in the near future. Oh, God, just And a he had a letter. whole book of them. And eventually it hit, and eventually he was fine. So it's, it's perseverance, isn't it? I think a lot of a lot of the time you have to have the courage to go on and on because you never know when that magic call is going to come yeah. or when someone will say, I think this is... I mean, I can tell you sit book after book after book that uh, J.K. Rowling couldn't find a publisher. They're all running around London now kicking themselves. Yes, yeah. She had exactly the same problem as me. I think it was about the 17th or 18th who finally published... J.K. Rowling. And this, by the way, there's a list of people as long as your arm. Yeah. Very, I've met very few people in my life who went to a publisher and they took it straight away. Politician turned author Geoffrey Archer who will be with me this weekend for In Conversation. As well as Geoffrey, I'll be talking to a man who's an actor and these days a social media sensation. In 1966, he boldly went to audition for a role in a new television sci-fi series called Star Trek. A fiercely loyal fan base, bolstered by constant reruns, ensured the original cast made the transition to the big screen for several hit movies. It's Warp Factor 9 for Mr Sulu, a.k.a. George Takei. He told me his audition with Star Trek creator Gene Rodenbury wasn't quite what he was expecting. It was a very unique audition. Uh, generally, when you go up for a pilot film, a, a potential series, they have a battery of executives uh, they're all glaring at you. At least it looks like a glare to the poor individual that's being interviewed. With me, it was just Gene Rodberry sitting behind a desk. But he came out from behind that desk and ushered me to the corner of his office where there was a sofa arrangement. And we sat and he began talking about uh, the headline of the day, current events, and we chatted about that. 
Then he asked about uh, my favorite movies, and we talked about that. And then the books that I loved. And I thought, maybe he's not interested in me, but he just wants to get my opinion. I thought I was not going to get the part. But then uh, I thought I'd better turn the uh, table around. And I started questioning him about the show. And he told me uh, it's going to take place on a massive starship. And that starship was going to be a metaphor for starship Earth. And the crew of that starship is made up of the masses of people on this planet, people from different cultures, different races, different faiths, all working together in concert as a team, boldly going where no one had gone before. <laughs> that was a fascinating... And then I asked about my part that, that I'm up for, and he described it as part of the leadership team, a crack professional, number one from Starfleet Academy. I was excited because up until then, most roles offered to Asian-American actors were stereotypes. You know, the yes. uh, servant or the buffoon or the villain. And here he was talking about a heroic role, a team of heroes working together. And I desperately wanted that part. Such an interesting man. Two interesting guests this week. Great for In Conversation, so Star Trek's George Takei, who's in conversation, along with the politician-turned-author Jeffrey Archer. You can hear me talking to Jeffrey and to George tomorrow morning from 6 after The Best of Steve Allen. If you can't make it, you get another chance on Sunday evening from 9, and you can download it all from the LBC podcast app for your mobile or tablet. All you have to do is go to lbc.co.uk. And if you go there, you can find out all about some make some noise. And actually, uh, somebody's just said here, I think uh, Judith has said, I've just booked for us, my husband and I. It'll be our Christmas treat. I'm one of your 4am spikers. And if you want to be there and uh, anybody who's anybody will be there. It'll be all the loyal ones. Uh, it's the Hippodrome. It's their lovely little theatre there. It really is a super theatre. And it's, it's cleverly designed, as you'll see when you actually get there. I'm led to believe it's round tables, which means you can take, uh, take drinkies in. In fact, I think they positively encourage you to take drinkies in. If you see a Steve Allen show, you positively need to drink during it. And it's on the 12th of December. So, you know, we haven't even got to the 12th of this month yet, so you've got lots of time. But uh, tickets going fast. And it's all for a great cause. It raises money. We, we become the voice. All the money goes to the charity. We don't, we don't get one penny piece. There's no expenses. I love to get there on my skateboard and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to produce a sob story for you, but, you know, I might be wearing sackcloth and ashes by the time we actually get to it. It depends how it goes. So uh, why not check it all out? Go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, for details of my In Conversation show with a lot of help from Alid Jones. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Making some noise this morning, Friday the 7th of October. If you go to the LBC website, you can see the lovely goodies that the prizes have been donated, which you can bid for. And uh, I'm predicting, actually, the Nigel Farage lunch with Nick Ferrari will go particularly well, which it did particularly well last year. I've got, as well as you know, that huge bundle. And uh, this one is running until the 9th of October. The 9th of October. What are we up to now? 7th, 8th. Yeah, finishes on Sunday. And this is your chance to, to support... Globals make some noise. And you can get a superb prize for yourself at the same time. You can win a whole stack of the very latest home entertainment gadgets, thanks to Media Powerhouse. You know what it is. It's a 49-inch Samsung television, an iPad mini, home cinema projector. 
I mean, it sorted out Christmas for you immediately. A PlayStation 4, Apple TV, headphones. It's all over there. It's all singing, all dancing. Now, to win that fabulous bundle of tech and support our charity, you text the word tech. T-E-C-H. That's the trigger word. I know I have to explain it to people every time because people say, how does it know? I said, well, it's T-E-C-H. That's the word that triggers that it only goes into the one, uh, the one side of 84850. That's where you send it to. So it's tech, T-E-C-H. Send it to 84850. A voluntary donation of just £3, just £3 from every text goes straight to our charity, helping to change young lives. Standard network rate supply. You need to be 18 or over. You've got until 11pm on the 9th of October to enter. You're playing across all participating radio stations, which can be found along with the T's and C's at lbc.co.uk. So be brave. Put hand in pocket. It's what you've heard some of the stories from some of the people who we can help with your help. So text TECH, T-E-C-H, and send it to 848 Let's look at the uh, the front pages of the... Oh, somebody just said, uh, Steve, do you know what the seating is like at the Hippodrome? It's very intimate. I think it's a lot of round... I don't think it's sort of standard theatre seating because it's a purpose-built theatre inside what used to be a Frank Matcham theatre. That's that's what's so good about it. Uh, So it doesn't have stalls. There's only 220 seats. I think there are five boxes in there, I think. And I think that uh, it's... Oh, you'll like it. It's nice. It's got a round stage. It's actually in the main auditorium, but hidden. It's very clever, as you will see when you go there. I don't know. You'll need to check, Anna, about uh, wheelchair access. I would think it would be actually accessible. You just need to to check with the the venue. Uh, Steve says, Viv, perfect. I tried to go back to sleep, but then I had to get up and book for the 12th. Exactly. You don't want to sort of book and then discover that you can't actually get any seats because it's sold out because it's only it's only a small venue it's only a small venue so you know it's uh it's nice it's nice and thank you for thank you for you know for buying a for buying a ticket uh great way to start a friday so simon he said me and my friend jeremy have our tickets and can't wait there you go that's good and uh, i guess who your guest was going to be i've met jeffrey archer yeah but have you met george takei have you met george takei and uh, he's, he's going to be with us tomorrow morning, which is fantastic. Very much looking forward to you hearing that interview, which we did uh, this week. It's been a really, really busy week for interviews. Next week is going to be busy. Ron Howard coming in and Joe Malone coming in. Gosh, I mean, who else is coming in? I think we're trying to get Jack Whitehall in as well. We're, trying, we're sort of juggling time and, and space around. Front pages of the papers, they pale into insignificance when it comes to the Globals Make Some Noise charity. Uh, so the sun this morning, the cops are probing Kim's minder, Kim Kardashian's minder, mainly because it just looks slightly odd. I mean, it's obviously the biggest coincidence in the world. But uh, he goes bankrupt to the tune of a million euros and she gets robbed of eight million pounds worth of jewellery by people or peoples unknown at the moment. Uh, Anarchy in the UKIP, the flawed MEP in hospital after a punch up. I've never anything like it, seriously. What is going wrong? Obviously got some wrong people there, haven't they? Uh, Also, uh, Victoria Beckham revealed she eats salmon every day. Really? Do you think she just moves it around the plate? Perhaps she just licks the top of it or something, because apparently she was told by somebody they're obviously they're very easy to convince, you know, so-called celebrities. You know, would you like to try this? This is marvelous. This will really do you good. What is it? Standing on your head every day makes your hair grow. Does it? Yep, certainly does. Because if you stand on your head, the blood rushes to your head, increasing the flow to the hair follicles, and they grow. Okay. Of course. I mean, how could you not believe that? Other people do. They believe all sorts of things. She believes that by eating salmon every day, that gives her the perfect skin. No, that'll be makeup, dear. 
That'll be makeup. Daily Mail, free Lego toy with tomorrow's paper. You can pick it up from WH Smith. UKIP out for the count. He was floored by a fellow MEP. Um, speaking to the Mail from his hospital bed, Stephen Wolfe said Mike Hookham came at me and landed a blow. He was obviously very angry. Well, he went down like a sack of potatoes. Mike Hookham has denied it, but, I mean, he's definitely down on the floor. He was uh, collapsed in Strasbourg, but then later recovered. And they've got a picture for him, I think, in his... Uh, in his hospital bed. He seems to be connected up to a, an ECG machine, which is a little bit dramatic. I mean, I've been connected up to ECG machines before, but uh, that was because of angina. Front page of the, uh, of the Daily Express. 2,000, 2,000, count them, new schools needed to cope with migrants. Uh, and also the top 50 moments that make us smile. I've completely forgotten about the moments that make us smile. It's what they call in the business a filler. A filler. That's all it is. And so it's silly things like finding out someone likes you. These are things which make you smile. I would think, actually, being told you won £134 million on the lottery would be a fairly uh, high up there. But no, apparently, seeing an old friend is the, the pleasure that gives you the grin factor. Do you think so? I'm not sure about that one. Hearing a song that reminds you of your past. Anything from Vera Lynn, in my case. Uh, also, uh, doing something that makes somebody else smile. That'll be like giving £3. Two Globals Make Some Noise, because that makes us smile, and it can make you smile as well. So by doing a, an act of kindness, you get re repaid. Nothing beats, you know, a child's smile, does it? Nothing beats that, that feeling that you've done something really nice and good. So, you know, for a little amount of money, you can, you can provide some help for somebody who otherwise doesn't have a voice. So that's, uh, that's why. Other things, looking back at old photographs, I just find that depressing. Don't you? You look back at old photographs, you start going, oh, my God, fathers, when did it all go wrong? When did I start ballooning to this new size? And uh, the answer is, it's been going on like that for ages and ages. Save us to get the boost at last, say the Express. The Tory plan will help millions of hard-working families, so they say. It's all guff, isn't it? It's all smoke and mirrors. They'll promise you anything now. If you do this, then you're going to have a fantastic life and we're all going to be tickety-boo and it's going to be fantastic and your job's going to be great and you're going to live in a super-duper house and the kids are going to go to the best school. Oh, no, sorry, that's if you're a member of Corbyn's cabinet. Then you do send your children to, uh, to very posh schools like Shami Chakrabarti and, of course, like Diane Abbott. Uh, the UKIP bust-up, the hot favourite to succeed Farage, collapses after a row. So did he collapse after a row or was he hit? That's what I'm not, I'm not quite sure. He might have just collapsed. Because, bless his heart, he's still hanging on to his briefcase. And I would have thought if you actually go down like that, the briefcase would be sort of lost. But it's sort of, it's almost like sort of a posed picture. You know when they, they do that? I'm going to sneeze. You know where they put a... I'm going <coughs> to... Sorry. <coughs> oh, Lord above, honestly. There you go. Flu. That's all we need now. God damn. You know they draw a line around somebody and then they take the, the person away and you've got the line. It looks a bit like that, actually. looks a bit like that. Um... <laughs> Which, of course, it makes all the papers. It makes every single paper, because we're not sure if it's, if it's actually sort of serious or if it's actually true, because it also makes, um, makes the Daily Telegraph front page. Uh, decor it like Beckham. Tips from the A-list's interior designer. To be honest with you, I thought Victoria Beckham was just so utterly talented and brilliant. She could design herself. Let's put one sofa here, one sofa there. OK, uh, an oven in the kitchen, do you think? Maybe some saucepans. I don't want to sort of push it a little bit too much. Here's the picture of uh, Stephen Wolfe and Mike Hookham, said to have clashed after a meeting of UKIP MEPs. The married father of one, who is 49 today, uh, he had two epileptic-like fits and complained of numbness on his side before collapsing two hours after the row yesterday morning. 
A photograph obtained by ITV News showed him spread-eagled and face-down while an attendant leaned over him. Very useful picture, very useful picture. So we don't know now, do we? We're none the wiser. I don't know how that occurred or how he was there. Scotland Yard in corruption scandal. Private investigators targeted the Met Police inquiries like Organised Crime Network. And um, this is from leaked doc. They get so many leaked documents at the Telegraph, don't they, nowadays? I always think it must be exciting to work there. And they're probably sitting there go, oh, please, no more leaked documents. Not after the last FA scandal, thank you. Chakrabarti last night promoted a shadow attorney general. I mean, does she have any qualifications for that? Or they just sort of give you a badge or something, like being sort of made food monitor or something? This follows... Uh, weeks. she's got legal qualifications. Yeah, but I mean, after these uh, controversial report into anti-Semitism, and then she had to apologise after her Essex men, she's obviously... She's not uh, the best person at keeping her mouth shut when she should be keeping it shut. But uh, And also, the former director of Liberty, who became a party member only five months ago, was accused of a whitewash... Diane Abbott's now been appointed Shadow Home Secretary, replacing a woman who I think was replacing somebody else. People seem to be dropping like flies, don't they, really? Uh, what else we got? Uh, Mark Carney, the Governor of the Bank of England, said it's for the government to help millions of savers who've suffered because interest rates are at a record low. Almost pathetically stupid, aren't they, the interest? I mean, they really are bad. It's something I don't, you know, unless you're going to win that, uh, that lottery money tonight, it's all looking a bit, a little bit tedious. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. We've done quite well, actually. We've sold out the uh, the Hippodrome. All I've got left at the Hippodrome... The boss has now fallen off his chair, I should imagine. Uh, all I've got left is booths. These seat five... They're like boxes. Uh, they seat five people, and they're at £750. I know, before you fall backwards. Remember, it's got five people, and I think they come... Now, I, I don't, don't swear to this one, but I'm pretty certain they said to me yesterday, these come with booze. The, not really an incentive to come and watch Steve Allen, is it, on stage? But uh, but it, it could help, actually. You'll need to check if you if you book those. And I think there are four booths there. Each one seats five people. And I'm I'm pretty certain I'm, I'm pretty, pretty certain that they uh, they come with with booze on there. So so 150 pounds each. It works out at, and it does go to charity. It's not, uh, you know, I wish I could say it was going into my pocket, but uh, my pockets are not that deep and mainly they've got holes in them. So it has to go to make some noise. So all the money goes. So that's all we've got. The standard stalls in the balcony all sold out. So that's gone. So just the booth seats. And I think I think there are four. I'm not I wouldn't swear to it. You'll need to check with them. And they seat five people. So there's an extra uh, 20 seats going there. But they're £750, but I'm pretty certain it comes with booze and canapes or something like that. I'm pre- I'm, I don't made it. I might, I might have made the canapes bit up, but I'm pretty certain it comes with some, some booze. If it doesn't, I'll buy you a bottle of Prosecco. Mind you, a bottle of Prosecco between five. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it, really? Quite ridiculous. But, um, so, you might... Uh, take a shower down the booze and the stores. And I'm, you know, I'm to share with yeah, you lot, you lot are good at sharing. You, you don't mind things like that. You're very, very good. So, let's, let's keep fingers crossed that by... Uh, the end of uh, the day, we'll have sold out the uh, the little boxes as well. It's a it's super little theatre, honestly. You won't, you won't be disappointed. Jamie sent me in a thing telling me about the fact it was a Matcham theatre. In fact, when, if you go in, you'll be going in a different entrance. A different entrance. And if you if you go in the main entrance, the where they've got their restaurant in the Hippodrome, it's built onto the seating. You can you walk underneath Frank Matcham's seating, all the metal seating on the cantilevers. It's all there. And when you look up in the Hippodrome, as you know, because I've taken you on a trip round it before, uh, you'll see a little balcony at the top. They used to flood the Hippodrome 
they could flood it with water in, you know, in a matter of minutes. And people would dive off the top. They used to have red Indians in canoes and elephants were trained to come in off the top. If you're listening to this, incidentally, on The Best Of, and it's Saturday morning, we were just getting a little bit excited about the fact that that the show is sold out apart from the boxes. But the boxes might have sold out as well by the time we get to Saturday. I don't know that bit. Unfortunately, I'm not gifted in the art of uh, trying to pre-guess things. All I know is that there's no seats left apart from the boxes. It's uh, It's all gone. So sorry if you can't uh, aren't make it, but uh, perhaps you you could save up. Actually, it could be a big treat for somebody, couldn't it? A box, and uh, we have raised loads of money for fantastic causes. That's very good. Very pleased about that. I say the boss still sitting on the floor, going, "Oh my God, Steve! Perhaps we should have done the London Palladium." <laughs> but it does give young people a voice when they don't have one, and that's what affects people nowadays. So you've done your bit so well done. I just have to do my bit on the twelfth of December. Which actually shouldn't take too long. I, I, I can do it quite well, I think. I think after years of doing this programme, and with 40 years of venom saved up, I mean, I should imagine we're in for a, a pretty nice evening, don't you? And it's with my friend Ali Jones. He'll be delighted it's sold out so quickly. Not as quick as we've sold out before, but uh, it's also because we're on, you know, a bit early in the morning. People are going, is it show? Where, where, where's it? 12th? Oh, that bit's sold out. All oh, right, just the box is available. So if you're fortunate enough to have uh, money like that, well, then... Uh, Perhaps you can you can push it my way. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, actually, uh, Jamie's got pictures of the uh, of the interior. Can you see it? You, you can't see these these pictures, can you? It's lovely. It's a nice little stage. <clears throat> there's uh, there's sort of booths at the back. One, two, three, four. Uh, I don't know what that is, and it's it's not. You'll like it. You'll like it. There's a little balcony at the top, which seats people, but it's it's not huge. I don't know if that's the seating configuration. There you go. You've had a look at it. It's nice, isn't it? Just go on to the Hippo, Hippodrome Casino nightlife and you can have a look inside the theatre. We're going to be... Just Google image. Hippodrome Theatre London, Google image. And you can see that they've got it on set up on one of these things, tables all over the place. And uh, so it should be quite... Uh, what, the, what the configuration is going to be for me, I have no idea. But um, either way... We'll be very close to each other. Very, very close. So looking forward to that. So thank you. Thank you in advance for the charity. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, what have we got? We've got um, da, 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 eight minutes left of the uh, of the programme this morning. It's gone very well, actually. gone very well. Uh, the Guardian. UKIP MEP collapses after confrontation. Corbyn gives Abbott top job in reshuffle. And uh, Shami Chakrabarti as well. Uh, also, the Scientology movie. Uh, the review of that one. Uh, that should be very interesting. It's out today, isn't it? So they didn't manage to get it stopped. The uh, Scientologists were not... Ki- I don't know why, actually. Surely the more you say to somebody, you can't see this and we don't want you to know what goes on, the more bizarre you think... It- I mean, perhaps they're doing it to drum up support. I don't know. But to be honest with you, you know, the more you make it sound a bit secret and a bit sort of scuzzy, the more people don't like it. So, you know, why not? Just open up to everybody. So much easier. Um, how to spend it? A 36... This is the Financial Times. Skiing in Lapland. Do people really go to Lapland and ski? Also, I'm a little bit disturbed that here is the UKIP MEP flawed in the new Brexit buster. There's nobody else there apart from some security bloke. The people have just avoided him like the plague. It's ridiculous. Front page of the Eye. UKIP in chaos of a punch-up at Parliament. Uh, he's recovering a hospital as uh, recriminations fly around. The, uh, the Times today. Merkel... Leeds European backlash. I do love it, actually. It's, I mean, it's supposed to be Angela Merkel, but it's Angela. 
Angela Merkel. I mean, I ask you honestly, we've had so many of these different pronunciations. Uh, a bit of a backlash over May's Brexit demands. Gambling adverts face ban from daytime television. And uh, also the top ten commuter suburbs. The best schools, the best housing, the best transport. And they have also got a really nice feature by Rachel Campbell-Johnson on how to blow £500,000 on art. Do you remember there was, there was that great that great scene in Absolutely Fabulous where Adina goes into an art gallery. She wants some art. And so she goes in there and she goes and the, the assistant stands up. And if you've noticed, in art galleries, people are terribly, hello, hello, how may we help you? And she goes in there and the woman goes, yes, can I help you? She says, I'm looking for I some art, dear. I just want some art. And so the woman says, well, you know, we have all... She said, don't, don't worry, she said, you're just a shop assistant. You're just a shop girl, she says to her, which, of course, is exactly right. But they do try and make out, don't they? I told you I went over the road here. This place, there was a Paddington bear book in the window and I thought I'd buy it for my brother and then I discovered how much it was. It was 1,200 quid and the woman, young girl, didn't even bother looking up. I said, oh, the Paddington... I tried to, tried to sound sophisticated. The Paddington bear book, I said, sitting in the window, 1,200, she said. Didn't even bother looking up at me. I said, oh, thanks so much. I'm so delighted to discover how much mine's worth. And then I walked out. Uh, the Daily Star today, uh, we've got quickly... TV Fletcher's back as porridge is reheated. I don't think that's such a good idea. Robbie Williams has fallen out with the Russians. Never a good idea. Never a good idea. Dawn tells me 53. That's the that's the midweek chart placings. It sort of it changes, it changes. So he might actually come in a little bit uh, a little bit higher than that. So we're hoping so because it's otherwise it's not looking particularly gone. I'm going round says Dean delivering poppy boxes next week to local businesses. And uh, the person who's showing me what to do is 91. Andrew says, I must have bought the last two tickets. You must have done, because uh, they've gone. They've gone. Uh, Neil Hamilton was on the panel of Question Time last night, but then somebody said, I thought you'd gone to bed early. I did. I did. I went to bed early. And uh, Mel says, I've just turn, turned on, and uh, I heard you doing something. No, no, nothing at all, actually. No, nothing. No, no, not on. No, you have to, you have to podcast the programme to find out more. But, you know, it's good, isn't it? Uh, worried Jamie's gone defensive. Uh, Jamie Redknapp lost his temper. Somebody was trying to wind him up the other day that there will be the curse of Strictly and he'll manage to get rid of Louise, which is uh, one of those good things. And uh, set for jungle strip-off. Who's this? Kate Wright. She's only been around about five years. And um, the curvy blonde who split from Dan Edgar is heading down under with romance on her mind. The Essex babe, another one who can't string two words together, is uh, she says, I can't wait to get in the jungle. She's very excited. Bosses are hoping to finalise it. Uh, also, they're looking at Lisa Snowden, Tyson Fury. Well, he can't go and they'll never get through the week. He's doing so much cocaine, he tells us now, that, I mean, and drinking. What would be the point of putting him in there? Also, Scarlet Moffat. Oh, dear. Uh, pure speculation, say things. I mean, poor old Kate. They're trying to sort of drum up some interest in her, but the poor girl is so boring. I mean, truthfully, there's nothing you can do with her. It's easier just to leave her wandering the streets of Brentwood. There's no point in putting her in a programme. You'll hate her even more by the time you've seen her on that. Thank you so much for this morning. Thank you uh, for uh, donating the £3 by texting TECH, T-E-C-H, to 84850. That goes to Global's Make Some Noise. Thank you for, um, for selling the show out. We've only got uh, the four boxes, which have five people in each. And so, um, and that's it. They're £750 each, but it is for charity. That's what, and for five people, it's not, I mean, you could sit there by yourself if you wanted to, if you really wanted to. I mean, it, but it is for five people. And I think it does come with, um, with, with booze. 
I'm only saying that as an incentive. Uh, if you want to donate online, you can. You can text LBC10, that's LBC letters T-E-N, and send it to 700 100% of your donation goes to Global's Make Some Noise. If you're under 16, please ask the bill payers' permission. Uh, plus, the Vodafone Foundation will match these text donations up to £100,000. Standard network charges may apply. T's and C's at makesomenoise.com. And you can find them on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. That's it. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. It's, uh, it's gone very well today, actually. I think, uh, I think you, you did your bit, so well done. And I look forward to seeing you all on the, on the 12th of December. You can listen to LBC whenever you want, wherever you are. Download the free LBC app for your mobile or tablet. Never miss a moment. Follow me on Twitter, at Steve Allen Show. Leading Britain's conversation at 10, it's James O'Brien. I'm going to be talking to the boys from Pointless today for a future in conversation. But coming up right now, at breakfast, Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Saturday and Sunday from 5am.